Another man done gone from the county from another. It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they chest, but listen, son, now you leaking that fuchsia. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man hung from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball to more need a folk folk smoking on my logo ready for the world and we so so silly with the flow somebody got a popo heard the lames and i swear they so so too much love for the fame just to go broke you said like i had the rap game and the choke hard i like i got the whole world in a rope yo. gotta think of damn dog you crazy is he the next jay-z my crystal ball is hazy but i don't know maybe welcome back to the insane check podcast it's your host chris here um uh so it's been a month since we did a lesson insane check a few things have changed. Um, I just got to say, um, the writers for this last season of Earth have been fucking tripping. Like, man, I think these are strike writers. I, I just like it's very unbelievable. This season of Earth is just very, very unbelievable to me. Um, since the last, um, let's say any check. Uh, Joe Biden went from. Uh, basically being out of the race to now he's basically the presumptive nominee and Bernie is sitting around and his supporters are lost among themselves. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, there's a global pandemic um, and Trump is handling it as well as you would think a racist idiot would um, see at least four states in the United States are basically on stay at home, stay at home orders, meaning you should not leave your house for anything but emergencies and um, there are probably going to be other states that are going to, by the end of this weekend, probably be other states that do the same thing. That about cover it? Yeah, I think that, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The creative arts are pretty much shut down in a way that they may not get to come back from. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, I thought I saw something yesterday about maybe two and a half million people on unemployment, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, and late last night, did you see the WAPO post come out that, the 7,000 plus Peace Corps volunteers were oh, notified yeah. that they were all coming home. And then in the FAQ section, they found out that them coming home meant that that was their completion of service. So they were basically fired into stipends 
no mm-hmm. relocation. They wouldn't even get no hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah, we, that was got, great. we got plenty of stuff. We got, we got plenty of stuff. Shining um, moment. Shining moment for the country. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, basically, um, I think when we were last on, Australia was on fire. Now the entire world's on fire. So it's just what it is. So, uh, it's basically where we're at right now. Um, how are you doing, Ro? I'm being joined by Ro. If you can't tell, uh, Ro, who if you when you listen to our, if you're a premium and you listen to our crazies re- review, <laughs> you're, you'll find that Rose banned from having any sort of uh, sharp objects or weaponry around her. Um, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Just, when did knives get taken off the table? I didn't agree to that. I'm I'm throwing that in there. You might. You, I don't, there's a lot of things you don't agree with, but I think this, for the safety of the community, I think we should make these these sacrifices that Whatever. you should probably I not mean, have sharp objects or, or any kind of weapons around you. I just... Throwing it out there for all, all of our I don't know what y'all doing. I'm going to survive. For all of our I'm, I'm, li- I'm um, surviving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if this is going to be the last year of the Insanity Check, I picked a hell of a year to pick. Cause, um, Man, I'm starting to want to say that that because you said that this was it, that the the universe at some point said, hold my beer. I, I, I kind I, I, I've thought about this. I, I have had this conversation with myself going, like, maybe it's my fault. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have... Maybe I should just go ahead and say, maybe we'll go for another year, guys, and so maybe we'll get a little bit more. I, I don't know. It's it's. Um, I think it's too late, man. We are at the end of T one, and it has been a dumpster fire of epic proportions. I yeah. I don't think the universe is interested in dialing it back now. I think it's too late. You have unleashed a kraken. Yeah, basically, I mean, you got people who can work from home are basically working from home. Companies who said that you can't work from home are all of a sudden now saying, well, maybe you can work from home. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just want to know when everybody is ready to have the conversation about um, how economic systems do not equal your system of government. Are, are we are we ready to have that conversation yet? Because um, I would like to have that conversation. No, we're never going to be ready for that conversation. Like, I, I, I just imagine. So here's here's the thing that I find funny. I I love the optimism from people who say once we get through this, first of all. <laughs> Once we get through this, I love that that optimism right there is yeah, yeah keep that going. Um, now, once we get through this, that things will get so much better, and we will learn our lesson. I'm like, you guys don't know America. Come like, I've been watching America for at least 38 seasons. Um, we're not gonna learn our lesson here, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um. This ain't the first time we ain't learned. Well, Only well, thing we learned, and by we, I mean very rich people learned, is that they had to have solid disaster relief programs, and then they needed to make those, tack, uh, you know, futures so they could then turn it into a market that they could make more money on. Mm-hmm. That's that's what people in this country have learned. Bet on water, and yeah. then short it in the market. Yeah. Yeah, this is like no, we're not going, not going to learn our lesson here, folks. Like I, I can just see some of the discussion on the line and realize no, we're 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 going to go right back to. I mean, we can't even convince spring breakers to not spring break. Come know. on, man! It took a pandemic for the uh, the education system to admit that the SAT stores and every other standardized test they subject their children to are trash, and that we can just suspend them. <laughs> we don't actually need that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, but no, it's it's um, I think it's gonna take a while. First of all, it's gonna take a while for people to understand the breadth of what this is, like you know, and and what this means. You know, people are like, oh well, they're gonna suspend mortgage payments, and that's great. And I'm like, 
yeah, but they're going to come back. Like They're not canceling them. Right. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, <laughs> wait until you see the bullshit they pull when they when they start bringing that shit back. It's just it's one of the things like... Mm, I, I've I've seen I've seen this twist and turn in the in these seasons of America before in in, in, in Earth and I I am highly skeptical of uh, things not going the way I think they're gonna go so um but yeah so uh, we're gonna get into the Ronin in a bit but um I, I first want to point out, I mentioned before that Australia was on fire earlier this year late last year earlier this year um we might as well call that Ronin the plague and um. Apparently, um, there were a million locusts in some countries in Africa. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Why is no one talking about the the monkey fight and the locusts? I mean, well, I, 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 I know why. It's just like we have. There's too many. Like this is one of those things where I hear people go, "Why aren't we talking about this?" I'm like, well, to be fair, there's a lot going on. Like there's there's a lot in this plot of this season of America okay, of, of yes, Earth that's and true. just I mean we like, have really overcomplicated right. overcomplicated these episodes and we haven't had real right. good drop ins right I, I, I'm, I, just, I I'm just I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying there, there's 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 no time for the audience to actually comprehend anything they're seeing because something else comes in right I mean we're also in the middle of a primary too right it's like there's so much stuff are going we, on but are we are we in the middle of a primary is that what we call that trash <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute um so. Apparently, uh, locust crisis poses danger to millions. Forecasters warn: um, the locust crisis that has now reached ten countries could carry on to endanger millions of people. Uh, more people, forecasters have said. Climate change created unprecedented conditions for locusts to breed in the usual barren de- deserts of the A- Arabian Gulf, according to experts. And the insects were able to spread through Yemen, where civil war has devastated the ability to grow locust populations. It um, it's uh, a plague. Yeah, it's a plague. It really is a. a Plague of locusts. Uh, I think this is the one where they were also trying to send in Chinese ducks to eat the locusts or something like that at one point. Yes. Yes, um, they did. Yeah. So. The yeah. ducks were not interested. I I mean, here's the thing. Would you be? <laughs> it's a point. I'm not going. Right. This is an actual biblical level plague. I'm not going. No. I look at them like, you want me to go where and do what? Right. I ain't hungry. By late 2019, the locusts have moved into the Horn of Africa, uh, finding favorable conditions where an unseasonably cyclone hit Somalia in December. This extended breeding time allowed for them to spread to areas authorities could not control because of the uh, country's security problems. It's almost like global security and and things like that and national security somehow also tie into things like this, but it's weird. Um, this crisis could could quite long uh, could could be quite long because of the uh, the Yemen and Somalia areas that cannot control the populations. Um, there, uh, and this is an expert with the French Agricultural Research Center for the International Development. He said that in the previous decades, locust outbreaks have only lasted roughly two years, but without preventive systems, they will last longer, happen more frequently, and spread further. We are all linked to it in some kind of way, which is ha- which it, uh, what is happening somewhere else affects us all. The last comparable locust outbreak was in the late 1940s and 50s, but Cressman said that that was in a time when monitoring and reporting was a slow, cumbersome process and chemical pesticides were readily, readily available for control operations. Historically, the Arabian Gulf has had very few cyclones, but the past decade has brought in a significant increase thanks to the Indian Ocean. People, uh, a phenomenon linked to the flooding in western Indian Oceans, dry weather in the east, and wildfires in Australia. Cressman, who's part of the job, includes uh, looking at historical conditions to understand current developments, said the climate's behavioral changes made that difficult. 
This is an analogous uh, to forecasting methodologies used to pretty uh, work to used to work pretty good up until five years ago, and then just not working very well anymore at all because of the rainfall, the timing, the distribution is very different. He said, "Awesome, awesome." Okay, so you know that they actually think that this that they are okay. I'm gonna breathe for a minute. First of all, does anyone know if Cressman got out of Rome before they shut down Italy? Because mm. mm. I'm really not comfortable with the one person who seems to know all the stuff and be the guy for the Locust Watch might actually be trapped in Italy right now. Mm. Well, that's all the thing too, right? With everything, with with all, so that's all the thing. We'll go to your other point, but you got to remember, like, people can't travel now too. So even trying to combat this, like, you're also combating a global pandemic at the same time. So what's the likelihood of people actually being able to fly in and take care of this problem while this other stuff is going on? Right. I don't really think the UN's Food and Agricultural Commission is going to be moving a whole lot of people right now. Don't think now. they're considered essential personnel, unfortunately. So, Yeah, but they eat like a pound of their body weight a day. Isn't it like a day? It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, their own body weight. They, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not, mm -mm. I'm not going. But, you know, they say it may skip Israel for Passover. So there's a little <laughs> bit of irony there. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I'm sorry. No, I read the same random news you do, and they're like, mm-mm. But the thing about it is, mm -mm. so the thing that the thing where all this links together, I like how they bring up, you know, climate change, how it links to the Australian wildfires. But here's the thing, you know, when people are talking about, well, right now we're dealing with the pandemic and the supply chain, and we still have agriculture and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, unless we get locusts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, unless we get locusts who start eating all your food up, and then what do you do then? Yeah, people act like problems will stay in one place, and I think we've adequately proven um, in the you know what I don't know episode one mm. of twenty twenty that that mm. is not the, that's not going to be anybody's mm. saving grace on Earth anymore. Like, there's no isolating, there's no containing. Locusts do not have to stay in Africa; they can go where they want. They can get on a boat. It only takes two. Mean, they breed like rabbits or, well, like locusts. Oh, so you you mean just, you know, so you mean just calling it like the African lotus isn't going to keep it there in Africa and, and, and keep nope. it from coming here to America? Just like we call it. Don't need a passport either. Mm. It's not waiting on no. a visa. Don't got to go through the embassy. Mm. I mean, we have all these rules mm. and the locusts don't give a damn. Mm. And we get food from over there, so we should actually care. Um, but we don't, though. So, well, no. I mean, mm. we. I mean, we. We didn't ration. But the, well, <laughs> there's no food in grocery stores because we didn't ration. So we don't even know how to control human locusts in America. So, right. Apparently, people don't. For know. For something, yeah. Yeah. We don't. We, first of all, yeah. like I'm. I'm waiting on that next. I'm waiting on the next call to ration. Because we're American, we don't do that. And I'm like, actually, we have and we do, but like you should, because, duh. Okay, so do these people? Did I, I'm starting to think that a certain group of people just kind of sprung up whole cloth as adults, and they didn't grow up in households with people who lived through a depression. So, session, so right? Let's think about this, right? Because you and I, uh, we haven't put it out yet, but we just did a spoiler review for the Pod Against America. And we, we also talked about hunters, right? I think right. we're facing the same thing. We talked in both of those things where you have kids that grew up and were isolated from 
the realities by their parents and grandparents, right? And we also know that, again, linking everything together, our poor education system in this country that doesn't teach people about their history, uh, you know, civics and things like that. And so what you have here is you have a bunch of people that swear they know everything because they are on the internet, but they don't have the context in order to understand it. Like I, I was seeing, um, it was so funny. I think we were, I think you, you and I were talking about this last night. We were talking about, um, what happened about people who were, it was me, you and Brandon. We were talking about the crazies. It's so funny how all this is mm-hmm. related. Become a premium member so you guys can hear these conversations. We were talking about how when they activate the National Guard, people were going to freak, freaking out. And I literally saw a post of my do that earlier today of how they were complaining because they saw the National Guard with their Humvees rolling through a, a city. And they're like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. We get the fuck out of here. We ain't. And I'm like, somebody explained it's like, you idiots. They're out there pulling in moving around medical supplies, bringing in essential personnel for medical and sending up tents. Like you need that kind of stuff. But you see how people's reaction was to when, when that comes in, you're like, cause you guys don't know how this stuff is supposed to work. Yeah. And so I mean, you unless have- you see Bruce Willis, Denzel Washington and Annette Benning walking in lockstep <laughs> in your city, the national guard rolling in is probably not the problem that you're thinking it is. Right. Right. It, but but you gotta understand like this these are these are people who you it's 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 the thing I see all the time and we'll get into this when we talk about the Bernie folks it's it's one thing to read what something happens and not understand the context of what the time was at that time to get it and you get a lot of that now people who have this knowledge and know it but but it's used incorrectly and don't haven't been given the context from the school the the education system for their parents their grandparents and things like that and so. I think that's where this is coming in at. Like people don't know this stuff because honestly, we've all been insulated and haven't had to, um, you know, like when, when you see, uh, I had this story about how young folks are going to be the death of us all about them still going, you know, to the beaches and they finally decided to shut down the beaches in Florida, you know, because these motherfuckers were still going to the beach. Man, you those know? were the weirdest city council members that I actually ever saw about, that the like the way the power is structured for who has the ability to say yes or no to do something in florida is Mm -hmm. frightening and fascinating at the same time and every once in a while if you ever can't sleep hit up some of those random c-span channels and they have like the local government stuff on the news or streaming online florida is one of those places where they don't necessarily have closed door meetings and the way they get around actually having a public town hall is they make it available uh, online so mm-hmm. you can just go and the video feed will be up and you'll see the people come in and like uh set up to have the issues and the agendas and if anyone actually happens to be there you might see some citizens get up but it's usually just them sitting there talking in a room mm-hmm. and it looks like a, uh who's on first i don't know is on second abbott right. and costello c- routines you, sometimes you're just waiting on someone to just like woo, 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 woo. and i was like this is this is how y'all this is what y'all 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 make laws mm-hmm and there are a lot of the people who control some of the local ordinances or the regulations, or they make the determination if they're going to comply with a recommendation from their mayor or from mm-hmm. their governor. And up until recently, they, they they were going, they were like, "This, we're not doing this in commerce and tourism, and this is who we are, and we're not going to. And I was like, y'all talk about like, we can actually just go out and kill Rona and then everything will be fine. Like if it's, if it's a person. We're American. 
Of course, we can just go out there and fight. You know, Trump can go out there with his bare hands and choke the Rona. Of course, he can. We're American. Sure, Jan. Come on. Sure, Jan. <laughs> sure. Um, so here's the funny thing about that, though, right? So you have all these kids that are out there going to going to these parties and things like that. They're now now the beaches are shut down. Guess what they're doing? They're going home. They're going yeah. home. Like they're going home. Like. Honestly, my thing would be you quarantine each of them and you test each of them before you let them go. But we're not going to do that. Like that's the that's that's why one we're seeing the, the number of cases in, in 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 America like skyrocket. I think we're now over ten thousand. We might be up to sixteen or something like that now. We might be, one is we are getting more testing done, and so you're seeing that places like New York City are hotbeds for it. But the other thing too is like it's also spreading because we haven't fully locked people down. We have people that are doing like I've seen uh, there was a thing this morning. I saw uh, people. I don't know if they were flying back in from Miami or or going to Atlanta from Miami. But it was it, I was seeing the images of um, the airport. Yeah, like, the airports are. Why have we not done some kind of coordination at the airports still? At the very least, if you're going to you should have tests at the airports. Like if you're gonna before you get on the plane, you gotta get tested. If you're gonna if you're gonna still let people fly, and I understand you can't completely shut it down right now, but like, mm-mm. if my if the local restaurants here before they made the rule that the restaurants had to close, there were some local restaurants here that had people at the door with the handheld digital thermometers. Mm-hmm. Smart, <laughs> and they were running they were running them across people's forehead and down the side of their neck. Before they would let them eat inside. I mean, and if they, so, I mean that you, that's what they were doing in, in overseas. You had to do that. You had to if you if you weren't going to close, if you weren't going to completely close, and you're going to let people come in, you, at the very least you got to do, you got you got to check. If you got you got to you got to limit your exposure, right? Or at least, okay. The thing that killed me about the people, and I don't want to keep just saying young people because I know they like to focus in on the people who look like they were spring breakers on the beach, but there were more than just spring breakers out there. So there were locals who were mm-hmm. still mixing and mingling and doing whatever they want to do. I thought it was really ironic when like they were interviewing people say, you know, there are really important things going on in the world like poverty and hunger. And, you know, we really should get on that. And they thought they were being really profound. And I think that says something about how we talk about illness in this country in a way that like we've let people turn things into political issues. Like Mm -hmm. they don't have any relationship or connection to real life. So when I see people who are in college actively talking like that, I was like, man, uh, you're no longer being required to get a liberal arts education. But the fact that you still went on spring break and your school doesn't want to take responsibility for you coming back and potentially being sick is why they cl- mm. closed down school and said, we'll see y'all in the fall. Right. It's not because they don't think they can control the environment. It's not because they don't want to have to pay for housing and food and potentially, you know, because you can isolate a college. Well, And, and that was a weird thing I saw. I was saying too, I was like, when I saw that they were kicking some students out and not letting them stay, I was like, that seems odd. I would think you would actually, it would be safer for them to stay in the college because you can control that environment versus you now putting, you don't know, one, you're not testing your students, so you don't know if they're sick. You're not kicking them out to go back home if they have homes and they could be sick and now you're putting them on planes and public transportation. You could be spreading the disease there. It's like, what are you doing? That didn't make any sense. It made absolutely no sense at all, but you're right. It's like they didn't want to take responsibility. They don't want, I mean, if this, if this is a stress test, 
Like if somebody wanted to test the U.S.'s response to bio anything, we failed. Mm-hmm. Like hands down, I don't care if you like the dude who lives at Pennsylvania Avenue or if you like your governor or if you like your mayor or if you like your senators or your legis- your House of Representatives. We as a country, we failed across the board. So this is the new wave of how people want to attack we failed. We failed on the digital front because the first thing that happened is we didn't make sure that systems were secure and we had a major cyber attack once they announced work from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so schools and universities are like, this could bankrupt us. Mm-hmm. Send them home. And better yet, we didn't cancel spring break even though we knew right. <laughs> because we were getting the notifications and warnings from other countries. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't let them come back here. They can't, it can't be from school to a, to another place back to school. We have to break the chain of, we can't take responsibility for this because then they can hold the schools liable because they're not shielded by the executive um, privilege Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, working for the government that says you can't be sued in civil court. Mm -hmm. This about not getting sued. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things, like I said, that, you know, there's been plenty of talk about how uh, there was exercises with the outgoing Obama administration, the Trump administration with the pandemic stuff. And I know there's stuff that we've, always, but this always has been a, a thing that has been a weakness for the United States. Our infrastructure was tra- has been trash. Yeah. Uh, our responses I mean, to a pandemics or epidemics like this has, has never really been like Obama did. They did the great, they, what they could do and they acted fast. So you can, so, so the, the thing about it is, you have to act fast to keep it limited before it even gets in. And But one of the reasons why Obama had to start the pandemic organization and put it in the executive branch is because the, the legislator defunded FEMA, and it was FEMA's job, mm-hmm. federal emergency agency. It's their job to respond to these things. And because he couldn't get them to refund and reinvest in FEMA, he took it on as a part of the executive branch's budget. That's mm-hmm. what people don't really want to talk about. It's not really that unusual that the incoming administration decided we don't need a glow we don't need this as a part of the white house administration we have an agency for that but the reason why obama had to put it in place is because the agency that's responsible for all these things was underfunded understaffed and underutilized katrina proved that we weren't ready mm-hmm. that fema wasn't prepared mm-hmm that we couldn't deploy, defo- de- deploy a response on U.S. soil faster than we have abroad. Mm-hmm. And that's when people had to admit the only reason why FEMA was effective abroad is because they worked through the WHO and the U.N.'s network. The United States has never been ready. Obama did a stopgap because he controlled the executive budget. He right. doesn't control the general budget. Right. Right. I'm, I'm tight. Mm. I'm tired of people playing like this is a this is a problem that just showed up. This has been a problem since they let the solar panels get taken off the White House when Reagan came into office. Mm-hmm. Now you got me sound like my damn mama. Oh, mm. but it's true though. I mean, it, this, I is, this is something that's, that's come in and it has been a. This is this is what happens when you get you let. Um, this is what happens when you let the Republicans come in and. Dumb everybody down and try to push for this deregulation, no controls, less government, and all that other stuff. And now you're looking here and you're seeing people going, "Oh shit, we actually do need government. 
We actually do need yeah. the money. We actually do need to fund these these little organizations that were going around during the Bush years, and they were taking fun, cutting funds from and saying, "Oh, we don't need we don't need uh you know a billion dollars for this, and we don't need that. What does that do? They're not doing." And then you find out that oh wait, we do need that stuff, and it is doing things, and it was a useful organization for times like this. You know, not even just times like this. We all like to pretend like. Roads fix themselves. Mm-hmm. Bridges fix themselves. Levees fix themselves. Here's a funny thing you mentioned that, right? Like, you know, they're, they're saying for, I'm, I'm in Maryland right now. Uh, I know Virginia, both Maryland and Virginia, I believe, are in states of emergency. We're not full, like, stay-at-home orders or work from, uh, or uh, lockdown. But people are, uh, for the most part, especially, you know, traffic is no, not intense. People aren't going to work. However, you know who is going to work, though? People that are working on the roads. Uh, all, you know, uh, uh, Department of Transportation folks and, and, and construction, all that stuff is still going on. I see it. Yep. See it every time, you know? And, like, these are the people that, you know, have to be out there all the time. And these are the things that people sit there and say, oh, we need to cut funds. We don't need this. We don't need this. Until you do, right? And, and that's the thing. It's like, the other thing, too, about this, like, you're, you're saying is, People are now noticing the cracks, but they, like you said, they've always been there, but it's only because now it's affecting you that you're now saying, oh, now I get it. Like, this is always yeah. been a problem. These, these things have always, uh, one of the things I always, um, you know, again, one of those, if we get through this, um, we will. But like, what's going to happen is you're going to see people, I, I'm, I'm waiting, and this is why I say that I, I am not optimistic that things will change when this is done, because what's going to happen is you're going to have people that never were sick, didn't know anybody was sick, didn't have anything to do, who were inconvenienced and going, this is an overreaction. Because it didn't uh, directly affect them. They're, oh, absolutely. Like, it's going to be just like well, H1N1. Right. You're already seeing You're already seeing it now. Like, people go, like, uh, what what they were using, it was, um, like, Trump was using the whole thing about Ebola, and people were saying, oh, it was an overreaction. Ebola was an overreaction because only two people died, but only two people, people, only two people died here in the United States because of the fast-acting work of the Obama administration and and the things they put in place. Like, overreaction, everything seems like an overreaction when it works. Right. Hey, man, like, you know the, what? Let's overreact and live. Right. The, 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 the opposite of the over. The, there is no in between here. Right. There is no half measures when it comes to something like this is that deadly. So either you overreact and prevent the stuff from happening or you don't. And you get what we're getting out with Trump with a rapidly <laughs> spreading disease. And now you have to yeah. shut down entire industries that is going to for the foreseeable future wreck the u.s economy and i've seen some people going oh yeah this is what we do i'm like you guys don't understand you guys are still not fully understanding what this is going to do for years later like this is okay, not opening look, the door I live in san diego people out here are making money hand over fist and the reason why they're doing it is because they're shorting the they're shorting the stock market mm-hmm. they're betting on what's going to fail next mm-hmm. and they're making a killing you're not, and they're going to be the ones on TV talking about, oh, this was an overreaction. We need to stop calling everything that we don't like, or that has even a minor inconvenience to us, an overreaction. It's called reacting. People no longer realize what reacting looks like. Proper reaction, because everybody's gotten so used to people being like dormant or you know silent on a subject until it's a, we're not supposed to wait until it's a crisis before we're doing something well the other that's problem, why you have crises well, well the other problem too is that what you said there was 
a reaction. Like, what we really need is to be proactive. And we've already shit the bed on that. So we already shit the bed on being proactive. So now you have to be reactive so it doesn't get worse. You got to live with that. Like this country likes to be proactive about is going to war. Valid. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm still watching some people still deny that this is a a, a real thing. This is a, this is an issue. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I like. Until, yeah. Up until last night, one of my friends was still saying, "Oh, this isn't real." But then she lives the place where that family of seven has the half people mm. dropping like the, flies because the they Jersey. didn't cancel that dinner. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that. So there's, there's a story about. There's a family of like 11, uh, uh, 11 or something like that. It's a big family. It's like a big Italian family in New Jersey. A lot of people, some of them contracted coronavirus. Four of them are dead. Uh, they had and a big family. Three are in critical care. Three are in critical, yeah, and, three, and the other three are in critical care that ones that had coronavirus. Like, it's a sad story. It, it really is. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm going like, you guys had that big family dinner after we even told you guys to limit like interactions. Not, I'm not yeah. trying to blame, but I think it's a very like because that's the other thing too. Like the people have interviewed this fa- people that have survived in this family, they're doing this and they're being very um, respectful, and I I agree with that. And you should, and I don't want what I'm about Absolutely. to say sound like victim blaming, but it is a very good tale of caution that these things weren't said just to be said. The whole thing about social distancing, the whole thing about not, I haven't seen my girlfriend in like two weeks. <laughs> like and I don't know when next I'm gonna see her because she's in DC. I'm in Maryland. I live with my dad right now, right? So it's like, yeah, just that's not gonna happen, right? I live with my, you know, seventy plus year old dad. So I have to limit where I go and who I'm interacting with, right? I can't risk bringing something back into this house. Man, like, I that got is asthma. Yeah. And my body produces an antibody that throws right. me into anaphylaxia and turns my lungs off. Where do you think right. I'm going? Right. So like. These things are is a very is a caution where people go. It's not going to happen to me. It absolutely could happen to you. I have asthma too. I don't really get asthma attacks like that. It's very like it's like dormant. But still, I'm like there's also a bad allergy season too. <laughs> so Man. so it's also <laughs> been a, so, so it's also been a really bad allergy season. So I'll be outside. I'll be doing something else. I'm like huh, getting a little mucus in my. You know, I'm getting a little mm-hmm. tight in the chest. I'm like I got that Rona. You know you you start you start quite, so it's like every other day I'm I'm over here taking my temperature just to make sure I ain't got a fever just to be on the safe side, right? It's like it's like that kind of stuff. He's like you got to make sure and you got to be careful on this stuff and it's not a game here. No. Like it's it's not a game. And, I, and so many people I think like it was so funny in my office for the longest time people were saying, "Oh, it's not that serious, not that serious." Then all of a sudden, like I think when they shut down the NBA, like that's when everybody like when they shut down when the NBA shut down. That's when everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, Oh, it's real. So now half my team's in and half my team's out. We we alternate like that because like people are like, yeah, maybe it's a bit more serious than I thought it was. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, motherfuckers. all the news out here was about the you know uh, the at the poor high school athletes who weren't going to be able to go and do travel visits to college and you know the inconvenience to all of these other things. And last night, finally, last night they actually had a report where somebody was talking about. Uh, how this was something that we needed to be focused on solutions to keep this, uh, you know, we're a port city. We can't really afford for this to become anchored here. And it's all because a girl who used to live here for 10 years went back to Italy to be with her fiance Mm. and is now quarantined. Mm -hmm. And she did a video Skype in with the news and gave them pictures and stuff and was talking about what's actually happening with people who are in buildings 
And now they're suddenly talking about things and, you know, saying, hey, we should listen to the level four warning. If you can come home, come home now. Right. Uh, it, but if you can fall, if you can fly into a smaller, this is when you know I live somewhere that's truly bougie. They're like, if you can fly into an alternate airport, mm-hmm. do it. Try to avoid the man. I was like, did y'all just tell people if you you talking about private planes? You ain't talking about anybody got to be on coach. Mm-hmm. What alternate airport? Where you landing? Mm-hmm. But that's the mindset out here still. Like our mayor actually had to sign an executive order. Mm-hmm. to get bars and restaurants to close. That's how much people here were not having it. Like we, the part of town that had a hep A, B and C outbreak and, and they used the word outbreak was flooded the first Saturday after they were talking about everybody needs to start social distancing because we were seeing an uptick in numbers. Mm-hmm. He had to sign an executive order and empower the police to threaten people with arrest to get them to go home and stay home. Yeah, so it's partly that there was, and there was also the other thing that did this no justice when it came to the United States. Because again, we'll get to the idiot we have at the top here who was just a fucking fool. If we got to, but the other thing that did not help, especially when it started off, was the reporting and claiming that it was only really a serious issue for those over sixty-five or those who had underlying medical conditions. And we're not finding yeah. out that that's not true. Like the highest number of hospitalizations in the United States are between the age of 20 and 40 or something like that, or 20 and 44. Um, mm-hmm. Like there, uh, apparently there's a New Orleans uh, DJ, uh, Black and Mild, who 44 dies after a coronavirus in- infection. Uh, some of the, I think some of the members of that family, that, that Jersey family were under 50, you know, who died. Like uh, somebody, the New Orleans DJ is 44. Yeah, he's 44. Um, and so... Yeah, and so I think that also didn't help because people made it seem like it was just an old person's disease, and if you got it, it would just be like the regular flu, and you'd shake it off after shake it off after a few days and be fine. And but then Google fine. Twitter was scary hmm? when they thought it was just an old people mm-hmm. disease. Folks got real scary with the "if you die, she dies, she dies." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People were all like on some, you know, it's a boomer remover drug and stuff like that. You know, I, I think that was also a Russian bot thing, but whatever, right? I hope so. But like, and I'm like, mm, okay, but you guys are still being a little bit too reckless for this shit. And like, what if it's not, right? It's like, we didn't have a lot of information at the time. Nobody could be tested. One, there's the self aspect of it. It's like, you know, what if it's not, you know, not, what if it's more harmful for you than we think? We don't have, we didn't have the information, we, you know, on who it really was affecting. And then two, it's like, motherfucker, you guys interact with the older people all the time. Yeah, I'm like, did you, you can, say you, you're okay you, if your grandparents die? Right, you, you're, you're okay. You interact with people that have, uh, you know, asthma and other respiratory, like, you know, diseases, that, you know, chronic diseases. It's like, you can give it to somebody else. You can be a carrier. Matter of fact, that's even scarier that if you don't show symptoms, you can give it to somebody else still. Like, yeah, motherfucker, that's a problem. You gotta stay your ass home. I told somebody the other day that I think this stuff is just gonna go dormant in the United States, and we are gonna keep having this problem rolling out over and over again because no, it's, it is no, absolutely, I, it's it's they're, they're, it's not gonna go away. It's gonna keep coming back. You know, we, we I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So it's like I think that didn't help because then you have people going out there buying these. Like people are out there going out and buying these cheap tickets to you know to go to these places and still traveling and still acting like they were keeping their, their travel plans and doing all the other stuff. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. If, and then now you see it, 
right now you see mm-hmm. that but that's why paris closed they saw all those cheap tickets and started seeing people talking online about oh my god i can go to france next thing you know france is like we are not open for business mm-hmm. sir this is a wendy's so now you have shelter in place orders for these are whole states california new york illinois and connecticut i believe um, and then there's other places that have just like some some cities and, and counties inside of some states mm-hmm. that have shelter in place orders in there. But it's like, can you understand how big that is? That California has a shelter in place order. Governor Newsom, I you can have whatever problems you want with him, and and I have them. Uh, every once in a while, I think he gets a little short sighted in who he thinks his constituency is and what he thinks they do. But he actually went on TV and he's like, if you need somebody to blame, blame me. But Cuomo you want to be upset this, well, with somebody? Be upset with me. Cuomo did that. The, the governor of um, either Illinois or Connecticut did that. Like, all the governors, like, this is a time where you've seen all these governors. The governor had to do this. Like, well, yeah. you got Governor Hogan, Larry Hogan out here, Republican in, in Maryland, who most people have issues with. But during this crisis, you got to give him credit. He's at least stepped up. And he in this and for this thing here, he's doing the right thing. He's doing the thing he needs to. Um, uh, uh, old uh, blackface boy in, um, in in Virginia. He's over here. I'm telling you, l- listen. He went to work, yo. Oof, listen, let me, let, me just say, let me just say something. All right. <laughs> the greatest thing that ever happened to this motherfucker is having them blackface. <laughs> Pictures come out because mm-hmm. he even working overtime. That <laughs> for black he people. Wants redemption so bad. He shows up on time. He stay late. He reads everything before he signs. He's not trying to have no more problems. Like, he wants no smoke from listen, nobody. Listen, look, 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 I get it. I get it. Right, blackface is bad. His excuses are bad. I, I get it. Right, but um, let him work out his guilt. I mean, you know, this is this is where the things where. Uh, you, you know, um, you know, as Ralph Northam, right? I couldn't remember what his name was. I just call him, I just call him Blackface Dude. Uh, I'm just like, you know, wrong as fuck. But like, if we can keep holding this Blackface thing against him and he, and it's going to force him to do this work, I'm going to allow it, yo. <laughs> I'm going to allow, I'm going to allow it. He um, can stay. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, just, just, you can stay. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep those pictures in my back pocket though. I'm going to keep the pictures in my yeah. back pocket so you don't forget it. But, but I, I did him, think I it was stay. interesting that, like, even he waited till somebody else had done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like he—you could tell he was ready. All he was doing, he's like, "I just need one person." Right. I I can't be first because I'm yeah. trash. But right, I just right, need right, 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 right. one person. Draw a hard line, and I'm right behind you. Right, right. I felt like uh, Cuomo in New York was waiting, mm-hmm. which is why I was like, like I watch. Um, if you ever get a chance, or you can find the channel somewhere, watch the news from like the NHK world for Japan. If you ever really want to know what we export for the news and the sound bites that go global, watch them tell you the American news. <laughs> I mean, the montage was amazing. And I was like, I did not know this. This is fascinating. I, th- why can't I get this on my TV? But when they started showing out the governors, like the, the, the news casters were confused for a minute. You're like, wait, wait. who runs the country? They're like, like, it's not the president. Someone is being authoritative. (laughs) I was like, damn. I saw somebody on Twitter say, call it uh, President Cuomo and Vice President uh, 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 Newsom. I was like, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but that's what you've had to do. Like, because Trump, the leadership at the top is so trash right now, and he clearly has no idea what he's doing. Governors have had to step up and actually take charge and 
run their states and 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 they and governors have that power to do that in their states but we also Unless need federal carolina right um <laughs> but we actually but we actually do we do need federal they need federal help like they can't do it all yeah. and they're doing the best they can and i think that at the one point that scares me i think that um uh we're gonna see a resurgence of the whole libertarian oh god i was just about thinking of that we weren't we didn't talk about this i was just thinking about that like you know, I like the the wild west minded people who think that this is proof of that we don't need federal centralized right. federal government and states' that, rights and um, all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're gonna see. Well, part of the reason why people are screaming around here about seeing like the National Guard rolling in is they they think they're on some state rights stuff, but like that's what I that's actually what I'm scared of. Like I I, I saw some people having a conversation about healthcare and. This woman was like, "Oh, so what? You want to give them more power?" I'm like, "No, I just want them to do the job that they've been in, that we gave them. I want them to do their job. I want them to earn their paycheck." She's like, "Well, we should be giving them less, and you know, these things will work it out. We had a great system before the government got involved, and I'm hearing that more and more. And the people are saying it as it relates to healthcare, as it relates to local localized response." And that right. is scaring the shit out of me because I was like, I was like, every single time y'all start talking about this state's right shit, the first people who are in danger are black people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with y'all. I'm like, does anybody? I'm, I know y'all don't understand what civics means, but have you heard of the Articles of Confederation? We already tried that, and we almost ended up in another revolution. Well, the other thing too is that they they failed to mention certain things. Was like, let's say what Cuomo was done. Like Cuomo. When he came out with the shelter in place order, but the other things he's been doing over the week, I think there are certain things that you've had to. One, I think they will get again. We'll get to Trump in a minute. They really got to stop covering that that worthless briefing briefing he does every day because it's he's using it to replace his his rallies and it's not actually giving us any actual information. Um, but what Cuomo, Cuomo did was and what he what why he he waited like. Uh, Bill de Blasio wanted to jump out right and say we need to do a social in place right now. Cuomo slow rolled it. And I think what people missed what he was doing was he was like, I have to also coordinate with the other we are bordering. Because if I don't, it doesn't do any good. If those people are if people are going like, well, I can't get the stuff I want in New York. So I'm just going to go across the border into New Jersey or into Pennsylvania and get it there and then bring that stuff back. I have to coordinate with those other states to make sure they're putting similar things in place. And again, know what that means? That's where you get the federal government in, because the federal government came in and said that shit. They could do that. You want to rely right. on states having to do their own deals and own coordination amongst themselves to do that, because he's absolutely right. It's like you. It doesn't do it good for one state to do it if all the states that surround them aren't. Because I mean, this ain't twenty-one bridges. He ain't just got to shut down the bridges and everything's good. Right. It's I right. mean, right? It's like there there has to be some coordination between there and everybody needs to get in play. Everybody needs to do this at once. Like the whole herd immunity, shelter in place, social distancing thing that only works as long as everybody is doing it. When you get a thing right right now where everybody's not doing that stuff, you get what you have now where you have your cases explode and you, you don't have a, you don't have a handle on all this stuff. Right. People freak out because everybody in Hollywood is like, Hey, you know, so we kept trying to go to work for y'all and half of us are going to be positive. Mm -hmm. We go home now. (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, but they still had them flying all over the damn world. Mm-hmm. 
we still had people on military coming home and then going back and redeploying. Like they're not letting anybody come home now. My brother's already said that um, mm-hmm. he's like he'll see us when he sees us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like people act like all they got to do is pick up the phone and they talk to each other and everything's fine. But it may not have been in New Jersey's best interest to shelter in place at the same at the right. time that it was in New York's best interest until they find out that. New York is going to start closing down services, which means people are going to be starting to look at the next closest thing, which then makes it more important for their governor to be talking to the other governor and for the mayors to be talking. We're like, we don't want y'all coming here. I mean, mm-hmm. now, and you know, the one place where that may possibly have not necessarily gone down like that is Louisiana because they have they're under French Napoleonic code still. So wards can close themselves off and they do and they will sit across the road with guns waiting on you. But that's not supposed to be how it works. People aren't supposed to have to say we will defend our borders. I get it, but that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that we're going to roll back into this whole deconstruct it all. And, and it's not going to just be the bros. It's going to be the other side of that. People who think the Republic itself is a bad idea. The Ayn Rand is a man among us. Because mm-hmm. I really would like to go back in time and smack shit out of Ayn Rand and then never let her pronounce, print any book other than Dawn. She, it, um, that's the only book she got that's not trash. But um, philosophically speaking. But that's what we're going to get, Chris. I mean, we're going to get these people now who are saying, well, we see, see we privatize it. It, because they're the same people who are screaming, eat the rich, mm-hmm. but just for a different reason. They should be stepping up. How come they're not donating? They're, like the, the fact that they want to laud everything, like Brianna said, I will buy the ventilators because y'all not going to let my people die. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian Siriano is saying, we have to shelter in place. And oh, by the way, we're all seamstress and designers. Mm-hmm. Tell us what the specs are for the masks. We'll make them. Right. And that's the thing that's so weird because uh, so... Uh, what is the act that Trump says that he signed the defense? Oh God, it's like the the, the defense production act, right? Um, oh, the one that he re- resurrected, right? That he hasn't he he's invoked it, he signed it, but he hasn't actually used it. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is crazy to me until you start thinking about well, he's probably pouring money into the companies he wants to actually produce this and not do that so but if we would Man. know that if we saw his tax returns and knew anything we about don't, his finances you ain't even got to see but. his tax return for that you remember that press conference they had where it was in the conference room at the white house before mm-hmm. he realized it's probably a bad idea to be letting people close to where his bedroom is mm-hmm. um where he had people in talking about the vaccine and making the test and he's acting like he's getting competing bids well they told me they could do it in two months how come you're only saying this month you know, that's what this is. It's all performative. It's that shit. Mm-hmm. He 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 actually thinks that this is supposed to. He's supposed to like this is. He can use this to stimulate the economy. It's mm-hmm. why the pharmaceuticals feel no shame in the second that he announces something, doubling, tripling, and quadrupling the price. Yeah, the anti-malarial drug that he said that he has a good feeling about, it miraculously went up in price. Shortly, it sold before... out hmm. here. It's sold out. There are people who are on that medication for diseases that without it, conditions that without it, they die, who were told they can't get their prescriptions renewed because doctors are writing prescriptions for into themselves and their family and friends, and the stock is out. Mm. And they 
10 times. The price is 10 times as high as it was before he said it. And then didn't he go online today and put two drugs and say, these two drugs in combination are great based off one study Mm -hmm. that no way in hell it was peer reviewed. Mm -hmm. And they removed all of the people who died or ended up in the hospital from the vital group of, uh, for analysis and the actual paperwork from the FDA on these two drugs says they're contraindicated. Mm -hmm. They can cause arrhythmia and trigger the side effects of each other. Yeah, it, this, I mean, it's, it's clear that they need to stop covering this. You know, yeah. like I, I saw somebody here, right here, uh, somebody reached out to Jack from Twitter, says, hey, Jack, for the safety of the country and to prevent runs on medication, can you please suspend a real Donald Trump's account? These kind of tweets are going to cause chaos and mass panic. If not, can you at least delete this tweet? Tweets of that involve medication. This is the one we asked for, I, I think... Hydroxychloroquine, Quinn, and Azrism. I'm not even going to try to say the name. Taken together, have a real chance to be one of the biggest game changers in the history of the medicine. The FDA has moved mountains. Thank you. Hopefully, they will both, in capital letters, uh, works better. Uh, uh, H works better with A, International Journal of uh, Any, bi- any Microbial uh, bi- uh, Agents. Trash like, study. Yeah. He, I mean, <laughs> but like, he's study. doing, he's throwing this shit out there. He's throwing this shit out there. And and there. Does anybody else think it's weird that he tags agencies that work for him, and like he's calling them out on on Twitter? Does Does anybody else think it's weird that the person who's supposed to be leading this country throws his own divisions of the government under the bus like they're his competition? Mm-hmm. Have we reached the point to where that's not okay? No? Yeah. Because it was super... I'm like, did he tag the Department of Health? Did he tag the FDA? Don't do that. His, his whole thing... Um, his whole thing is is so selfish. They're like, literally, so the last change that came out on the 25th, literally the day after this, I had put this into... I had already put this into the notes to talk about for the Mark show, not knowing that we'd be where we are today. And I know this mm-hmm. has been brought up several times, but this is Feb- from February, 20, uh, February 28th. President Donald Trump accuses Democrats of polar, uh, uh, politicizing the deadly coronavirus during a campaign rally here on Friday, claiming that the outbreak is their new hoax as he continued to damp- downplay the risks in the U.S. That is February 28th, folks. As people have pointed out yeah. before, he is now kind of going and saying he always knew it was a pandemic, always knew it was a problem. He says, this is their new hoax. Trump continued adding that the attacks, uh, that attacking the White House response to the coronavirus had become the Democratic Party's single talking point. Trump has weaponized the word hoax throughout his presidency, using it to belittle and discredit former special counsel Robert Mueller's probe into the Russian, uh, Russian election interference as well as his impeachment trial. He has also had a long history of distrusting experts, most notably his own intelligence community and government scientists. I mean, this is when I want people to go back and watch Where's Roy Cohen. Mm, yeah. Remember talking that we were oh. talking about that. So and, and I think about that. I think about that. I think about that documentary every time because Roy Cohen, Cohen did the same thing. And what kills me about it is Trump isn't even that good at it. No. He's terrible at it. But he's following that playbook. He's following the playbook of calling everything a hoax, challenge the media, challenge the experts. Seed, you know, distrust among the experts 
and 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 make it so that you alone have the answers and make it about you. He's following that playbook. I, the, the thing that kills him about it is he's not even elegant with it. Like at least other, I mean, a lot of Republicans have followed that playbook. At least they're kind of quote unquote elegant with it. And they at least kind of, you can go be like, well, yeah, if I, you know, close my eyes and drink a lot, maybe it somehow kind of makes sense. He doesn't even make sense. Like Trump's not even okay, making so sense. He missed the greatest softball in the world at his last press conference. So, so I, 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 I it was Peter Alexander asked him, you know, what would he say to the Americans who are scared? And Trump went. Let me see if I actually have that clip here. Um, let me see if I can actually play it. So, for people who haven't haven't seen it, can can hear how fucking ridiculous this is that he. He 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 got angry at at this, so let's see. He's probably gonna play a thing first. Um, so here we go. Children in their homes right now who are homeschooling. Doctors who say they don't have the masks they need to do their jobs. Your message to them. My message to the American people is that uh, there is a very low incidence of death. You understand that, and. Uh, we're going to come through this stronger than ever before. Uh, if- so here's another thing, too, before I finish this. It's a long clip. Lowest of death. Okay, sure. But you're going to flood the hospitals, and other people that go in for other things um, are going to find themselves being triaged and not being able to. Like, what's happening in Italy is kind of bad. It's kind of bad, you know? So if you get it, if you happen to get it, uh, it is highly unlikely. It's looking like it's getting to a number that's much smaller than people originally thought. Not true. In terms of the ultimate, uh, uh, the ultimate problem, which would be death. Uh, my message to the American people is, number one, you've done an incredible job. Incredible. What you've gone through, it's been incredible. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't the fault of 140 other countries where this has happened. Uh, and there is tremendous hope, and I think we're going to come out stronger, better, bigger in every way. I think we're going to be a better country than we were before. And we learned a lot. We learned on reliance, who to rely on, who not to rely on. But our country— uh, Yeah, don't rely on me because I'm an idiot. Our country has been incredible, the way they pulled together, including the fact that I just spoke to Senator Schumer. We had a wonderful conversation. We both want to get to a good solution. But it's been it really for me watching and seeing people that weren't speaking getting along well because we all have one common aim and that's to get rid of this invisible. Oh God, that's too sad. So it didn't play there. So that wasn't the PR I was saying. Let me see if I can get another mm-hmm. one going. But like, I, I, I t- for the life of me, I can't understand how people hear him talk and go, that's my guy. Like, but e- even but like, I can, I can. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I can. And, um, part of it is when I was in law school, there were there were dudes like that guy. And and when I lived in North Carolina, if like you pay attention to how some people talk about certain things, they're only listening for certain phrases. They're only listening for a certain tone. And he has it. It's it's not it doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be elegant. They want to be able to say. That's my guy. And he cares about me. So when he, like, it's not his fault. They think it's perfectly okay 
for the person in charge to point fingers as long as he can identify somebody for them to get behind, be afraid of, or to blame for something. They will absolve that guy of everything. And he, he does that. People still think that they're getting the person who was the scripted hard ass on The Apprentice. People still think those little sound bites that we saw in Where Is My Roy Cohen were all manufactured of him being the hard guy on the phone. So when he gets up to the podium and he starts talking low incidences of death, you have to remember, these are the same people who think problems in this country that they should be voting about don't affect them. Oh, that's not, they don't mean me. When they say there's going to be an economic downturn, they don't mean me. They mean those other people. Oh, well, he promised to get my jobs back, even if he doesn't have the power to do it. See, the, that's the, when they like to, that, that's the thing. That's all they want. I get it. They don't but, like, care about competence, man. Well, no, I competence get it. scares well, so, them. The, the thing about it is, so I guess I'm comparing him to another incompetent president, like Bush. Like Bush is also incompetent, but like Bush could but like. Cheney wasn't. No, 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 no. You're right, but like Bush at least could have sentences, right? That, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I, Did I, 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 they weren't good sentences, but he could at least put this together. And 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 Bush could at least at some point show that empathy. Like you've, I it didn't come all the time, and like he had a warm demeanor to him, like. Trump comes up here and he's combative about everything. I play the, like, that's what I don't get. It's like, it just, I just don't, I get it, but I just don't get it. Like, I, I just they don't. I mean, okay, everybody, want, people like W because they wanted to have a beer with him. Right. People like Trump, they, they don't want to have a drink with him. Think that's what, he's that's the a, guy who clears the table you want to sit at because he's a belligerent asshole. Yeah, they think they think he's the CEO that the, the what you you aim to be a CEO. That's that's what it means to be successful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that the, right. he's the guy. That's what it is. And 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 this is why this is why no one wants to talk about the fact that the person who actually had a plan for these types of things isn't in the race anymore. It's why people want to say, "Oh, where's Biden?" Um, you know, oh, like, he ain't working right now. He oh, hasn't been hired. Let's save. That, let's let's save the where I got it. Mm, okay, I got okay, some, I got okay, some stuff okay. for the word. I, I got it on I the got, list. But I when it comes some, to yeah. the president, and when it comes to these types of things, he's the guy who can say, "See, this is why we have to privatize these things," because people are still convinced, be, in some kind of way, that if they put this into private hands, where we don't have the right to tell them when they are and aren't going to act, that that somehow is going to be better for the everyday person. Because they still want to pretend like altruism is a thing in commerce. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody got mad about that video with Gal Gadot and her friends. Like, oh, look at all these rich people. I was like, okay, but you also have to remember, they get paid, they're, they're gig workers. They get paid obscene amounts of money because they can go two, three, five, ten years between jobs. That money has to last in the meantime. That they, they, I'm like, for the people who don't work often enough to get into the union, it also has to cover their health care. It has to cover their family. So we get mad at the lifestyle that they have to live. But we also put them in the position to where they have to buy compounds. They have to buy these places that are away because they can't mix among the regular populace because we don't let them because we've empowered the paparazzi. So we created this whole system. But then we turn around and say they should be using their money for the people. 
but we don't actually have consumer protections that would stop somebody like the owner of Virgin Mobile, Mr. I'm going to be on my island while I'm scared of everything, but everybody else go home. I have to furlough you. Yeah. Did Richard Branson really do that? Yeah. <laughs> he started sending people home. He started cutting pay. He started cutting hours. And then he started just saying he's furloughing people. He asked for voluntary unpaid leaves. Mm. He asked his employees to take eight week leaves. Mm. Mm. And people are like, well, he's a billionaire. I'm like, how much do you think he has of that that's not assets? He's cash poor like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go in his personal pocket. That's for his family. But people act like somehow or another, because he was allowed to get a bigger bite of the pie, he owes. Until you say, if we'd made him pay his taxes, taxes are evil. Taxes are right. theft. But you just said he owes us. Right. That's what that's. Yeah. Here's the actual so, clip, I think. For, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. So, I mean, which, which which way you want it? That's why people. That's why this guy gets elected. That's why I think he'll be reelected. Yeah. I made five G's at the last election because mm. I bet everybody. I was like, he shouldn't win, but he's gonna win. How much you want to bet? So here's. And then of course I had to go pay another debt, so I didn't really get to enjoy that money, but I made it. Why is this not playing now? I had it sitting there. It don't like it. Don't want us to be suffer. His voice. Suffer through this fucking idiot. Um, <clears throat> but I I agree with you. People need to hear it. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Like he he gets angry for being at Qualcomm. Oh. We believe the world should move. No, we're not going to play the ad here. Um, <laughs> that's the one thing. So it's nice to know that even through the pandemic, um, these shitty ads still play on, on videos you need. So gotta love hey, it. Man, they- Hey, they got to get their money yeah, somewhere. Yeah, Everybody mean, who did an ad buy for a movie uh, or oh, yeah. anything else uh, like that, they can't get that money back. Yeah, they're going to. That's just. Oof, yeah, we're we're entering new a uh, new territory here. So, um, yeah, we should be. Right, here we go. Let's see. In terms of malaria, if you want it, you can have a prescription. You get a prescription. And by the way, and it's very effective. It works. Uh, it doesn't I have work. a feeling you may, and, and I'm not being overly optimistic or pes- pessimistic. I sure as hell think we ought to give it a try. I mean, there's been some interesting things happened and some good, very good things. Uh, let's see what happens. We have nothing to lose. You know? the, the <laughs> it's after that, right? Yeah, 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 it is. But it's like, because basically what it, so there's a beater Alexander was asking him, it was like, hey, man, you told people to go out there and use this any malaria drug, but like, there's no indication that it actually works. So what do you say to me about this? And, and Trump's whole thing is, well, I got a good feeling about it. Like, what, what do you have to lose? I'm like, your life, the symptoms that come you know from that? Like, come on. What the hell do you have to lose? Everything. Okay. So your life. What do you say the Americans were scared though? I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who are sick, millions as you witnessed who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism, and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it, I don't call it Comcast. I call it Comcast. Let me just tell you for whom you work. Let me just tell you something. That's really bad reporting. And you ought to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Let's see if it works. It might and it might not. I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Let's see what happens, John. 
he has not been right a lot. He's been wrong an absolute lot. And how do you... So, Peter Alexander later comes in and says that, you know, he... he uh, I give him a softball question. First of all, class, what have you learned here? Don't give the president softball questions. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't give him softball questions. He's supposed to be the leader of the free world. He's supposed to be the president of the United States. You don't give him softball fucking questions. But it's the question they give everybody in a time of crisis. It's a standard no, no, it is. opportunity. No, it, it is. So, it, is. I mean, it, it is. But at the same time, this isn't a standard president. And you know how he morons. you know how he acts. And you know how he reacts to things. So you don't give him the softball question. Because you know he's never going to say the things. He's never said the things to calm the American people. He doesn't know how to fucking do that. So you don't give he him that goddamn question. Right. You don't give him that question. Right? Yeah, you just don't. yeah, but I I think I I was hoping because I just I, I I just sat online and I watched this happen and I was like on Twitter and people started talking I was like how do you not I was like if there everybody wants to talk about the presidential pivot everybody wants to talk about that penultimate moment when he really truly embodied what it meant to be a president everybody keeps looking for that moment and trying to identify it well that's the question that's the moment and that's who he told you he was as a president. Yes. Small-minded, hyper-aggressive, belligerent, incompetent, who can't even recognize when the reporter is handing him exactly what he needs. Yeah. But it's also because the... he's an idiot. Right. There's and all... I don't mean yeah. that in like I'm not trying to be ableist, but and I'm not saying that, but he truly he No, but this is the man this this is who he has been. Is who he was during the Puerto Rico, uh, um, right, that's still out of lights yeah, for thirty right, days. Right, P- Puerto Rico is who he was during Charlottesville. Is who he was throughout all of this shit. Like that's the thing that I need the media to wake up for is that this is who he is. Like when you have to, when you, when, when, when you're covering his press conference live. And you have to watch him say something that's not true. And then immediately after that, see the actual scientists come out and say that's not true in the nicest possible way. Because they, 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 one, don't want to anger him because then they won't be in the position they can to try to help people. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You're not supposed to have to walk on eggshells with the guy who's right. supposed to be in charge. But everybody, but everybody has to do that, right? You have to have people. You have to have people that would want to shut him out and and completely do this, having to play this role and play this game because they know that he has the money. Like Cuomo has to play. Try is trying to play nice with Trump as much as possible because he's like. We need the federal government to give us the money and open up the, the lines of supply that we need to I can protect my people. And so and Trump knows that. And so at some point, the media has to come in and step in and say, we're going to go to the people we need to talk to directly. And we're not going to let him basically hold because he can't hold his campaign rallies. He can't no, hold but it. he can hold the press corps hostage, and that's exactly. what he's doing, and, and honestly. He, yes. I think that's why they're having him. I don't think it's about I don't even think it's really about trying to have his campaign rallies. I think it's about holding the press corps hostage. Yeah. It's this is this is he is the most he's one of the most selfish people you've ever seen hold this office. Mm-hmm. Next one. Uh, well, you know, Bernie Sanders would have been next, but we're gonna deal with that one later. Um actually let's do one right now, because we're 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 also in the middle of primary season. When we last, when I last didn't take any check, I thought that um, we knew it was, I think it was right before, it was like the day of 
the South Carolina primary, we knew Biden was going to win in a landslide. Um, I did not know that he would then turn around and then win <laughs> Super Tuesday in a landslide. And How that, do you not know that? Hmm? How like, do you not know that? I didn't know he was going to win all, all those Super Tuesday states? Yeah. I didn't think he was going to win all those. I thought he would get some. I didn't think he would win the majority of them and be that close in California. I'll be honest. Did you think, did you think Sanders was going to take him? There was nobody else. Oh, so here's the other thing too. Before before we had that, so what also happened was I didn't I didn't anticipate all those other people dropping out at the same time. So let me okay, let me okay. let me clarify that. Yeah, sorry. So that was before Klobuchar and and Buttigieg had dropped out, and Warren had dropped, and Warren was still in even after Super Tuesday. So and and Bloomberg too. Bloomberg was also still in there. So with all that stuff, I was like, well, the moderates are basically splitting their vote. So if they stay in past Super through Super Tuesday. Then yes, Sanders is going to win because he's getting a consistent twenty-five to thirty-five percent of the vote, Got and so that—that's where that came from. I didn't think like I've been noticing the trend, and, and, and it was so funny because even before this, like the the Sanders folks had made fun of it because somebody pointed out that well, yeah, if you add up all the moderate votes, that's like fifty-seven percent of the vote, and that beats Sanders. And they were like, oh, "Well, too bad you can have one candidate do that," and the moderate Democrats were basically like, "Hold our beer." Mm-hmm. So like, like ladies so, who launch vote. You can disrespect them all you well, want, but they so, vote. Because here's the thing: like I, I didn't because I thought Buttigieg and Klobuchar should have dropped out earlier. Because I'm like, you guys are pulling. It. I thought anybody who was pulling in single digits with black voters should have dropped out. Like I'm like, you're pulling. You're, you're you might be winning Iowa. You might have won this. You might have been close. Like what? Klobuchar came in like second or third in like New Hampshire or something like that. She was up there, and I was just like, but you're pulling at four percent with black voters. You're not going to win the nomination. And I and just I thought that they were dumb enough to stay in through Super Tuesday, because this is kind of what happened with um, Trump, where you had the Republican had a big Republican field, they all kind of stayed in, hit each other, and let Trump kind of creep up to the top. Um, seems like after Joe Biden soundly won South Carolina, everybody in the Democratic Party was like, "Hey, listen, motherfuckers, you're pulling at one percent with black voters. Get the fuck out of the race." Well, see, you know, for the people who were in that race who were actually Democrats. Well, there's that, too. So I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I'm going to say it. There's, there's, say there's it. that, too. It's like a Democratic primary they, actually had Democrats. I mean, Weird. They had Democrats in it. And, you know, I, like, let, let's be real. This this race got skewed the second that um, Harris was out. Mm-hmm. And the second that you saw the media deliberately begin to skew and then ignore Warren's campaign and Castro like anybody um, what Castro no, Booker they didn't like- skew and ignore Castro they straight up disrespected Castro valid like from jump valid. and that's what pisses me off about it so um when you started seeing people who should have been viable and valid candidates recognizing that they were never going to be able to get the platform even if they got the money to get the ad buys that they were never going to get the access and the platform necessary to get people to really pay attention to them. And they're making those judicious and pragmatic decisions of saying, what do I do now to protect my party and to protect the people who I wanted to represent as president and who I'm not going to be able to, when you start actually seeing those types of decisions, you have to remember the name of the game is now pragmatism. And the second I saw how early Harris made that decision, I was like, this is going to get ugly and it's going to be a bunch of old white men. It's going to come. I was, and Pete Buttigieg should have been out the second somebody reminded people that uh, South Bend went from having at least almost 14 percent 
black well, officers to four percent. Well, and under his, like, he should have just left. Yeah, like, I am not happy that there are the two choices for Democratic nominee right now are two old white men. Shouldn't have been that way. We started off with the most diverse field ever, and then we came down to two old white men who, honestly, this should not have been in there. Like, this should have been a and very. Better example of the performative nature of what people think is diversity versus representation versus equity. That's it. Yeah. Um, because honestly, if, if you needed to have a Pete Buttigieg in there, you had a Cory Booker. I mean, mm-hmm. you needed, if you needed to. This is what killed me. I'm like, right. oh, but he's in Big Farmer's pocket. I was like, uh. And, and, he, and Pete Buttigieg isn't. Like, I mean. Right. I'm like. Come on. Like, Pete I, couldn't effectively deal right. with Pence when right. he was a mayor talking to a governor. Right. At least Cory Brooker turned around to his people and said, we're putting together a pharmaceutical package and y'all bastards aren't going to lobby it out of committee. It's right. going to pass. Right. Y'all going to come and you're going to step in line. And it passed. So... Right. You know, every every person that stayed in the race after those three kind of got out had, like, should have replaced them. Like, Instead of Amy Klobuchar being where she was at, it should have been Harris. Like, and and Harris should have been in place of Biden and and Klobuchar. Like, it, it was just ridiculous. Amen. And then and then watching people try to downplay, like people are coming in like, yo, yeah, you know, Sanders is the only one that's talking to black people. No, first of all, he's not. Clearly, he wasn't. He never talked to black right. people a day in his life. Right. And having a meeting with Killing Mike, right? Does people not saying count. like, I like I like Warren, but when people were trying to say that Warren was the first one to do, I'm like, no, Harris is doing that. Like. People just went to get hair out out of out of you know out of the race really hard, and this is what happens when you focus so hard on the care uh, on the on the character the candidates of color, and 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 are so and, and have a double standard on them versus their their white counterparts. You end up I mean, getting yeah. a very very this white is what field. You get. This is very 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 white field. Um, but Julian was talking to black people too. He was talking right. to all the brown yeah. people. No, I no, mean, come Ab- on. absolutely. It's like you had you had choices, right? And I like to remind people all the time: you had choices of who you could back financially, even if it was before voting. And so financially, a lot of people went, and uh, a lot of the money was pouring in towards Sanders. I have to say, Sanders had a basically a three-one lead going in mm-hmm. to Super Tuesday, right? He kind of tied Pete in Iowa, but I think he got more popular vote there. He won New Hampshire, he won Nevada, and he lost South Carolina. You're going into Super Tuesday, and Super Tuesday, when, again, even 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 with the combination of the, the coming home of, of I, might, I don't even want to call them moderates, right? Some of them were moderates, some of them were just, they were just Democrats. The Democrats coming home and backing the Democratic candidate because... Again, Bernie Sanders, he's an independent. He's not a Democrat, right? So right. it stands to reason that Democrats, it's not some grand conspiracy. It's just like, well, okay. The other thing, too, is you then start finding, we're finally starting to get the postmortems on Bernie Sanders and the inside workings of his campaign that we didn't get in 2016. Because I've been screaming the entire time that Bernie Sanders is running the same 2016 campaign that failed him. He's doing it again in 2020. He's right? doing it worse. He's actually you're right. He's actually doing it worse because what happened was he either got rid of or people who left him that were that were smart like Simone Sanders. Like I it, it took me a while. I'm like, wait, she's working for Biden, but like, wasn't she Bernie Sanders press secretary in 2016? Why not? She was. Right. Yeah, and she and left she him. She left, hmm. and I was like, and I got okay. Right, right. That was Should a be, that, that sign, was a flag. Sign. I don't care. I mean, because here's the thing that remind me about reminder about Simone Sanders. Simone Sanders is the one that went to Bernie Sanders herself after his 
disaster at Netroots when he got protested and got all angry and went to work with him because she was like, you you have good policies, but you need to have people around you to help you get your message out, to help you shape yeah. that message to, to reach out to these new people because you are a good, you have good ideas, but you need help getting them out there. And she ended up leaving him. He wouldn't listen to her. Hmm. Why waste hmm. your breath? And that wasn't that, and that wasn't the only. So what he did in the 2020 campaign was the same thing, but except what he did was he surrounded himself with zealots and fanatics. And so you get and the need attorneys, you get the the Bree, you, you get the, the the Bree Joys, and you get all these people that like honestly are fucking nuts. They're out of their goddamn minds. They go crazy. I don't. I mean, I mean, they, I, they those have all two, been like that. Cheese has been slipping off their they, cracker, but it's gone. No, they've always been there. Nina Turner slowly became insane during the 2016 campaign. Bree voted for Jill Stein after the the Bernie Sanders. Like these are not these these people have always been this craziness. And he went and doubled down and brought them back into his campaign, right? And, and, mean, instead, and instead of and instead I, of instead of addressing no, I, the, the the instead of addressing the clear issues he had in 2016, they all came in and they basically told him, "No, keep doing what you're doing." Um, there's now been yeah. I don't two- understand the whole keep the same energy vibe. I don't. I mean, 2016, he was a protest vote. He literally was able to come in and and rabble rouse because he was seeking the protest vote. That's mm-hmm. the only way he was getting in to fit in. But 2020 is it's a whole different landscape. There are other people who have things to say that are valid. There are other platforms that don't require uh, talking about burning the damn system down. And I mean, how do you how do you come into a campaign where you're supposed to be running fresh, still acting like you're only seeking the protest vote? Because when you surround yourself with people who will tell you what you want to hear. So the, the New York Times did a, a recent one that just came out I think either today or yesterday. And then BuzzFeed did one that kind of was going like behind. And this one, this one was done on March 11th. So it was right after. So there was the Super Tuesday losses. And then there was the routing that happened with Michigan Washington and I can't remember what the other state was. Uh, Ohio um, canceled their prime and Florida. Like he lost, he started to lose state. Like he lost every county in Michigan. Every single county in Michigan. Bernie Sanders lost. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to find out one, two things. I love the high, whole whole postmortem now. People are coming back uh, from the media, coming back and going like. Huh, I am um, thinking that maybe uh, maybe there was a little bit of our media play a little bit of a role in the sexism. Like Joe, Joe Scarborough did this on one day. He told him to run for, uh, Foyer, and he was like, I think maybe uh, we, we have a little responsibility for how hard we were on Hillary Clinton, that maybe uh, there was a little bit of sexism in our covers of her. There, I'm sort of going like, you think? Shocking. You, you, Shocking. you think? He's like, maybe like 25 years of Republican, you know, uh, bad-mouthing her and the media not, not doing any job. Maybe that kind of shaped voters' views of her versus Bernie Sanders actually being the guy. I'm like, you fucking think? Because now you have a worse candidate in Joe Biden who's beating the fucking brakes off of fucking Bernie Sanders right now. Yeah. Like, Man, the, uh, <laughs> the, day, the day that someone who has openly said he disagrees with busing as a part of a move to end segregation. 
And that that isn't the thing that is a death knell for him moving further in his career. I tell people all the time, he was the greatest. He 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 was a VP to Obama, and I think look Bernie Sanders. He's a great hype man. I think I think I think Bernie Sanders. Well, we say that, but I think he also had some really great moments as 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 vice president too, right? Getting out in front of the LGBT issues, like there were a lot of things that you watch. Like it wasn't just being like. The reverse of like you know Bush and 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 um, Cheney, where Biden just sat back. Like Biden actually, like you could actually see Biden look like he would fight for Obama. Like you badmouth Obama, like Joe Biden might actually get up and try to fight you, right? Oh, that was the kind he, of thing. And like he would get back, and it was right? Obvious. And 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 he, and he and he and he was always in front of pushing these 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 some of the progressive ideas that 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 Obama was doing there. And I think that, but he's also the proof. That you can be his age and learn and learn do better, I, I, and I think mm, people yeah. discount how yes. valuable that is. This man has been trash at key moments in history. Yes. He has he has said something that could put him on the wrong side of history had he been more persuasive, but he's he's learned better. So he was the proof that you could stand up and say, I don't believe in this and then turn around and say, my personal belief shouldn't guide policy. I should not have the right to tell you that you can't stand equal to me. He was the guy that made more people his age who look like him and sound like him realize they needed to get off their sanctimonious, moralistic, hypocritical high horses when it came to issues with dealing with women, issues when it dealt with marginalized communities, but most assuredly issues when it dealt, dealt with the LGBTQA community. And, and, and that's the thing. Like I keep seeing people going like, like the, the reports out about how Bernie Sanders outspent Bernie biden in, in 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 february that people don't understand like biden's not even com- campaigning is winning these things i'm like you guys are overlooking the eight years he had with obama and and what he did there i am not good again he was not my first second third fourth or even fifth choice you know nope. in this race right but i'm also not arrogant enough to assume that being the vice president to the the the, the very popular vice president to the very popular first african-american uh, 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 president of the United States, first and probably only for a while, president of the United States, like that's going to carry a lot of weight, particularly when you're now facing with a guy who was trying to undo that legacy of Obama. Like, yeah, you have to compete against that, and you also I, have I, to compete against him as a senator. Well, that and, mean, and 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 people I, like to he can build consensus, and if he has the right people around him who are still talking change, progress, anti-corruption. You can get things moved, but at a minimum, people believe that if a bill comes across his desk that's good for the people, his he might sign it. People also forget this is the man that you saw when he lost his son. Like this yeah. man has been on the national stage. Like and he, he never they're, they're, stopped taking his ass to the south. He never stopped taking his ass to himself. He's the he was the you know when he was a senator he is the one you would see on the train. Like this is this is a reason why Obama picked him. For his vice president, he's the everyday man. He's the one that can get you that that white vote that you so, you claim so much that Bernie Sanders were going to get, and that you need to reach out to these people. He was the one that he's the one that can get you that without actually doing the compromising of forgetting who the black people are that also can kind of get you where you need to get to. Because like, I'm also like, right. get Auntie to come I, I, out and say that Biden right. boy was at church. Exactly. I'm not going to try. Right. I'm not going to try to tell you that he's the most progressive person out there. I can tell you that he was the best choice in this race. But if you don't. 
like the like the Bernie campaign did. If you don't understand what the appeal is of Biden, then you were always going to lose. And it's very clear when you look at these two reports, the one from BuzzFeed and the one from the New York Times, that Bernie and his campaign had no idea what the fuck they were dealing with 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 Biden. The fact that they didn't think that they needed to even talk to Jim Clyburn and what Jim Clyburn's fucking endorsement would do to them in South Carolina. Like the fact that the fact that you think you're going to sit there and come in here and you're going to attack the establishment and you don't understand what the establishment is. You don't understand the establishment. Dem is also all those house black house Democrats that are in the congressional black caucus. And if you take your step outside of the Twitter world, that those are the people that sit down in those churches. Those are the people that sit there and help help your auntie and uncle. Those are the ones that help your grandmother out. Those are the ones that have a, a long-lasting uh, pull in that community who are going to pull them out. And when they say, I'm voting for Biden, they're going to follow that. So, yes, you know, Bernie didn't reach out to Jim Kleinberg. And you're right. He probably never would have gotten that that endorsement. But if you don't even reach out to ask... If you don't even sit down and have those conversations with those. And so these these two articles basically go into the fact that there were a lot of aid of, of, of Biden's aid. There are like these two groups, one saying, hey, listen, we really believe in what you're doing, but you need to go out there and you need to stop attacking the establishment Dems and you need to start holding your hand out. You start shaking these hands. You need to start talking to these people, because if you're going to be the leader of this party, you need to you need their help. You're going to need to pull them in. You're going to need to talk to Amy Klobuchar. You're going to need to talk to Pete Buttigieg. You're going to need to try to convince them that when they drop out, because you you have to know they're going to drop out because they're pulling in 1% of black voters, that you need to ask them to come, come, come back to you, right? Apparently, um, the BuzzFeed one went into details about how um, when Warren, Warren and her campaign, her aides were reaching out to Bernie weeks ago before she 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 dropped out saying let's combine let's let's work together let's try to do this and they were blown off and then once the uh Klobuchar, Bloomberg and and Buttigieg dropped out all of a sudden it was like hey Warren can you come back us now because you you thought about it too late and now all of a sudden you want their help you didn't she build wanted the... to talk to you you disrespected right. her blatantly right you didn't you didn't think you needed it because you thought you could do it all alone right you thought you, you thought you could go out there. The New York Times article goes into the detail about how they basically thought that they they would go in and crush the moderate Dems and the establishment Dems, and then they would go and try to heal later. I'm like, you're not going to get to that point. They're not going to let you get to that point. And I'm just it's not just moderates. It's everybody across the board. It's like you came out and you attacked everybody who wasn't you. Yep. And you made no fucking friends. And apparently Bernie Sanders, Bernie, and I get it, right? Bernie Sanders is the kind of guy, he's a politician that hates politics. I get it, my dude. But guess what? You can't be president then. Because I'm in order sorry. to do this, I'm you have sorry. to do He doesn't hate politics. He hates the fact that he's not in power in politics. Mm. There's a difference. You're right. You're, he's you're a right. politician. You're right. He, he likes this game. He's mad because he's never been able to get people to agree to shape the sandbox the way he thinks it should be shaped. He's a politician, and I'm tired... If you are a public servant and you were working in office, you are a damn politician. If you're a shitty politician, that's your own damn fault. He is a shitty politician. He does not care about black people. He does not care about poor people who do not look mm -hmm. like him. He does not care about this republic. He does not care about anything but power. Because if he cared about universal health care, instead of standing on stage behind Hillary Clinton and the Bill Clinton when they announced it, he'd have put his damn name on it and he'd have advocated for it. They accepted every single provision that he said needed to be in there. He even acquiesced and recognized at that time in the damn 90s 
that trying to expand the Medicare fund would not actually end up in a fund that allowed everyone to be covered. But they took every single talking point, every single platform position that he said needed to be in universal national health care, and they put it in that damn bill, and he punted on them because it wasn't his, because his name wasn't on it. He did the same damn thing when they put together an economic package that actually went to workers. The only time he talks about workers is when he wants to talk about collective bargaining, because that's a power platform that he can leverage on his behalf. He's pissed because nobody's lobbying him. Right. I mean, and and that's the thing that bothers me. Like, the whole thing in this campaign was not me, us. Like, it was such a fucking scam, because when you look at everything he did before, it was all about him. Okay, any two times that a black person comes up and says, what is your agenda for helping my particular marginalized community who is being impacted in these ways? And he wants to talk about, oh, the economic. I was like, did you really just do some all boats? Did you really just do some... Yeah. The tide rises what, all what, boats. Wasn't that wasn't that the wasn't that the New York Times uh, thing when they sat down with the, all of them and then they did the two endorsements for Warren and Clipper Did it make any sense? But when, yeah. when, when Bernie, late. yeah, when Bernie, yeah, it's like, what do you guys like that, what, dude? Like, Look, but, 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 but that, but apparently, you about Democratic socialists right. and but, and but, the simple fact that somebody who wanted to be a part of the party told you that you needed to be wary of white Democratic socialists coming in here talking about economic advancement to. Uh, to secure our part of the American dream. He told you to be very careful about those people if they didn't also want to talk about things that preserve the right of our free exercise of movement, of employment, because we don't survive and we don't thrive in a socialist system that tells us where we can work. We already know where white people want us to work. So when this man is sitting down with Killer Mike and he wants to talk about, oh, we can do these and we need to reinvigorate these communities. The reason why he wants to reinvigorate black communities and black neighborhoods in the hood is because he wants to keep us there. He don't want us living next door to him or his camp. Yeah. Because please believe he may want to talk about how he's for the people. He ain't never turned down that paycheck. Well, like, how are you going to be for the people when then you don't go out there and meet the people you need? You know, people will sit there and talk about, talk about, oh, Joe Biden's not even uh, uh, campaigning. I'm like, yeah, but he was in that black church in Mississippi. But like, he showed up for that. The, like, you got Sanders could have done everything. All he had to do was go and talk to people. Women were telling that, him what we needed, but, and he didn't listen. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's a thing when you look into the campaign, you see the person, the, the buck always talks uh, at top between him and his wife. Bernie and Jane are the ones that make the final decision on everything. And they were rejecting the help and their advice for some of the people in their campaign who basically like you're making yeah. the same mistakes you're doing before. Here's one ep- excerpt, excerpt from, I think this is the New York Times piece. Uh, there were serious operational mistakes in South Carolina. The campaign effectively deputized a former Ohio State Senator and loyal surrogate, Nina Turner, to direct strategy rather than empowering a political strategist to run the pivotal early state. In the in private conversation, Mr. Sanders often touted his support among some younger African Americans, seemingly missing the bigger picture. He never seemed to yeah. understand what the problem was. For all of uh, because they yeah. think that their picture is the bigger picture. And and mm-hmm. and look, I mean, it would be great if we actually recognize that the benefit of our tax dollars should be flowing to the citizenry, that we should be getting the direct benefit of our collective money. That we yeah, have an education system that goes K through college, if you want to go through college. If you don't want to go to a traditional college, it covers vocational or whatever the hell. We should have that. We pay taxes for it. 
we shouldn't be arguing about whether or not a kid can right. pass because whether we shouldn't have to argue metrics to get money. You know, right. we should all not be afraid to participate in the census because that determines what federal and state money comes into our communities. We should be happy and proud to do those things. We shouldn't look at them side eye because they turn into a way to put money where prisons are. And the only way, right. and they count on in black people where they stay instead of where they're from. We shouldn't be afraid of those things. But this guy has been in office. He was in the house for 14 years. He was in the Senate for six. He didn't stand for anybody. Well, but that's he had the thing. seven bills he personally put through. The only two that passed were for changing the name on something. And that's the thing that I think people just kind of downplayed. It's like, because right now we're going to get into this where's Biden thing um, during the coronavirus. So uh, one of the, the big things that was motivating people in the last election on the 17th was like the responses to the coronavirus. People were saying that they felt Biden would be more they feel more comfortable with biden being charged with that and i was like what well, makes sense right now you're coming from bernie's whole thing was revolution 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 when people hear revolution they hear a lot of fucking changes right now you're dealing with a guy who's in the office right now and trump who is upending everything right and people want stability they want normally they want they want to normalize things it doesn't mean that they like people keep i think there's a there's a big issue too with people who support sanders not understanding why people seem to like his policies but don't vote for him and i'm like because he doesn't do a good job enough of taking his apologies and putting them in a way and presenting them in a way that doesn't come off as combative you know right. instead of trying to unify people you can use that message of what you're you, you have there and you use that message to unify people instead he's using it to combat it and, and fight both establishment democrats and everybody who doesn't agree with me and we're going to take this online people don't want to hear that shit right now okay what is, they don't what is wrong that. with being an establishment democrat well that's the problem it, nobody nobody knows what that is it's, it's another one of those words that people use to not explain like to me what establishment democrat means is like you're in the democratic party that's it yeah, now, that's, or, that's or all, like that's all it is. somebody is a neoliberal. What the fuck? Right. Because you start nobody... talking like that. I got questions about whether or not what you actually want to do is anything other than burn the republic down. Well, so and, and that's the problem. It's like you're you're almost selling. You're, and I know that is not what Bernie's platform is, but you're almost like sounds like you're trying to sell anarchy, which is not what people want. Now, maybe but some people may, and, and, and that's the problem. I'm like, and you need to understand that those loudmouth fucking people who don't actually end up voting for you in the election we're seeing. That's they're not the representation. They're not representative of who you need to get to come out to the polls and vote. There is a he could have got. He could have got. He could have got votes. I mean, no, he absolutely, he absolutely, you know, he absolutely, he absolutely could have gotten votes if he if he had taken his platform and shaped it as a way to unify the country, unify the party going forward. Instead, he yeah. took it as a way to. To try to sit there and go, oh, well, Hillary Clinton didn't win and because of his own personal feelings about Hillary Clinton and not liking her. I'm going to now use this to try to punish the Democratic Party and punish anybody who doesn't fall in line with me. Like after those first three primaries, I was like, your, your, your followers who are now trying to ask for grace and ask for time. They were the ones out there trying to tell people to bend the fucking knee. Now, all of a sudden, you want grace? Your followers are all here telling Biden he should drop out after fucking Iowa and New Hampshire. Now, when you have an insurmountable lead, he has an insurmountable lead, and you can't come back because you're getting your ass kicked in every, all, all across the state. You're getting your ass kicked in the South. You're getting your ass kicked up in the North. You're getting your ass kicked in the fucking Midwest. Now, all of a sudden, you want, it, you want time. You want compassion. You want fucking grace. No, motherfucker. This is what happens when you sit there and you try to be combative. 
You can't sit there. You're not going to like people don't want that shit. Like when when Obama came out and the way that Obama came in and, and actually won is he also promised that hope of bringing people together and coming across the aisle. That's what you need to do. You you get that. You get the vote and then you get in there and you enact those progressive policies. People love it. Like I, I and, and you see this every time I talk about the problems that Bernie's has. People goes, oh, is your candidate Biden? Like, no, my candidate is not Biden at all. However, however. Just because I'm pointing out the flaws of Bernie doesn't mean I don't think we should have some kind of universal health care system, that we shouldn't have some kind of universal income for, for those who don't, who, who don't make a living, uh, who aren't making a living wage now, that we should have a universal living wage for people. Like, I want those things here, but I don't believe I mean, that your guy is the one to get it done because he can't seem to get out of his own fucking way and put his own ego out of the way to get people to, to get the vote he needs. Nobody wants to have. Nobody wants to talk about that. And looking at both of we these articles, we already got one guy who came in here talking big. I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring us back to a you know being a business minded country. You know, I'm going to be the CEO who does all these things. And he didn't. Not only did he not have the authority to do the things, he doesn't even have the mental wherewithal to do the things because he doesn't have the skill set. We can't afford another guy who has better ideas in the macro well, but has well, no pragmatic b ability so, to project manage so here's he cannot thing. project manage no he has no idea he's, he's clearly not a leader because you're seeing that in the way he's run his campaign the two times now you and, can't and, and piss people, off the people who you need to be on your side later and then say, you, oh, once I'm in the job, it'll be fine. Because I was like, have you ever had a hostile team? Have you, you ever been either the soup? He's been the hostile team member on all of these people's team. Mm -hmm. And he see how he act as a team member. And he thinks it's going to be different when he's the team leader. And then he gets an elite and then he can't do it. Like you, you don't, you don't, you don't talk to Jim Clyburn. I was seeing people say he didn't reach out to Jim Clyburn because he wasn't going to win South Carolina. I'm like, it's not about winning South Carolina. One, you try to, you try to, you talk to Jim Clyburn to, and then you talk to the people that Jim Clyburn uh, influences because you're going to try to close the gap in South Carolina, right. first of all. But bigger than that, if somehow you do end up getting the nomination and and Democrats do end up keeping the House and winning the Senate. Guess who's the fucking minority whip of the house who you're going to need to fucking talk to? I mean, the majority right. whip of the house you're going to need to talk to. Jim fucking Clyburn. You're going to need that man to pass all the fucking bills you need. You're going to need the Nancy Pelosi. You need the legislature to make you an need, ideological you, shift, and you're pissing off the people who are willing to make that shift with you. And, 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 I'm, and I'm talking to these people, and I'm getting mad because I'm like, you're pissing off, and you're, you're, you're trying to stab in the back, and you're calling all these people snakes and sending them all these emojis and, and doing all this stuff, and you're gonna need, he's going to need those people people to pass these bills like yes i get it on twitter nancy pelosi isn't popular but in san francisco nancy pelosi's smoking everybody with 70 fucking five percent of the fucking vote and you need to yep. fucking understand that shit she's a woman that also led the impeachment of trump she ain't going nowhere you need okay, to look, work with nancy that person pelosi is probably <laughs> She's the third most powerful person. Isn't, isn't she like, the most third most powerful person in the country? Because if Trump and Pence sure go away, is. she becomes she's next in line for president. What the fuck is she wrong sure with you, is. motherfuckers? You need you but need that woman. That. She's blunt in a way that he needs. She's she cuts through a layer of bullshit that Sanders has never been able to cut through. And, and but she knows when to do it. She knows yeah. when to show the grace, and she knows when to 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 to, to stab to to, to to hit the needle. She knows when that she goes to her fucking caucus and says, "You guys are voting for this Obamacare bill." I don't care or if you like lose your seat. Say, we're not getting rid of capitalism, but there's nothing that says that we can't better 
we can't better allow better perform as the government because we're not supposed to just be here for the economy and business. When Nancy Pelosi is willing to say those words, that's your opening as the guy who wants to come in and say, okay, it's time for us to talk about how we reinvigorate the general budget right. to be directed toward the citizens. And you don't That's turn and, and you don't turn that into, she's an establishment demo. I don't want to work with her. You go out there and you find a way to, here's the thing, the thing that drives you crazy, crazy it's like, that's what AOC does. Yep. She ain't, she's, she's a democratic socialist. She's a backer of Sanders. Even she knew when to back the fuck up. Because another thing that came into the BuzzFeed article was that AOC slowly started backing away from Sanders and, and helping Sanders campaign out when they went out there and they were touting that when he went on the Joe Rogan, they touted the Joe Rogan. Because she's like, dude, what the fuck are you? She's basically like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. You can't Especially do that. Especially when they tried to craft her message when she right. came out. Right. I'm like, so, mm, yeah, no. She's smart enough. She knows when she can hit. She knows when she can take shots at Pelosi. She also knows when she's smart enough to go, no, me and Pelosi aren't beefing and take that picture with Pelosi in the office. She's smart. You have to fucking yeah. do that shit. You got to play the fucking also game. She's smart because before coming in, as much as she wants to rabble rouse and they talk about the squad, the first thing they did was come in and take the temperature of the room with a binding resolution instead of trying to push through. Uh, as much as it pisses me off, and I wish it had actually been a bill that got introduced into committee and draft, they came in with a binding resolution talking about green endeavors. And they took the temperature in the room. And the room wasn't as cold as they thought it was. And they modified their behavior with people who they thought would be combative against them immediately. Because that's, that, because that's, when, that's in between trying to work and be a leader and work with the system you have versus coming in and honestly here's the, here's the reality here's the reality that people need to have and and I don't want I don't like making I can only say that here because when you try to make this conversation on Twitter or Facebook people will get it out of context so I want you to hear very carefully what I say when I'm making this comparison B Bernie's motivation for being president is the same motivation that Trump had which is I can do it better than the black guy all right Yes, he has more progressive ideas, stuff like that. But he thought it was so fucking easy to do that all, oh, yeah, I, if I was in there, I could just do this. And um, um, and and uh, Obama's not doing this, and he's not being aggressive. He should do this, and you do this. And you're finding out that, guess what? It's a lot harder than you thought because you can't even get out of the fucking primary. It's I not mean, that fucking Bernie easy. Bernie Sanders not being able to take anything in the South and and losing all of Michigan is the exact response that this country had to Obama actually becoming the president. Mm -hmm. Only this time, they're not willing to risk even putting this guy in office. They don't want to have to do what they did. to the, They recognize that they jacked up the legislature, that they put a significant number of people in there who are off the rails. The Tea Partiers... Uh, and then whatever has happened to the GOP, ooh, Jesus, they recognize that they completely skewed the legislature in a way that has now been directly harmful to them. That's why I didn't expect Sanders when he didn't change what he was saying. Because that was the reaction to Obama. OK, mm -hmm. we put a black man in. He's talking hope and change, but we don't actually want him to be able to do the things that he's promised and, us he'll do. And, and that was the other thing, too. It's like you vastly underestimated. You keep talking about moderates as moderates that. You vastly underestimated how many people in this country who are voters are actually moderate. Right. 
Like you, like you can talk about the. You, I mean, somebody's voting for those moderate Democrats. Somebody's voting for those moderate Republicans. All right, it's moderate yeah. voters, and so you need to have. Like you said, take the temperature of the room and see. Like people want these ideas and they want these policies. They don't believe you can get it done because you're trying to fight everybody in there. Meanwhile, turn around, Biden. Then after we didn't that last win, modified and took some of the policies that Warren had, took some of the policies that Bernie had, and said, you know what? I reviewed them. I want to do it. People like that because they're like, oh, he's digging the people that he didn't agree yeah. with and he disagreed and he takes some of their policies. You know, he, he says things that piss people off that he wouldn't necessarily be diametrically opposed to right. uh, a, a flag, you know, a card carrying Republican as a running mate. Now I'm diametrically opposed to that, but he also then turned around and he started acknowledging talking points that he took a beating on from right. Castro and Harris. Right. You know, it's like he's sometimes you have to say those things like saying he's not opposed to everybody. He's not going to pick up Republican as a fucking running mate. He's saying that shit because you have to. You have to play that fucking game, right? Right. Sanders doesn't want to play the game, but, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I'm fine with you don't want to play it. It's right. working because it's it it's less about a game and more about an acknowledgement of the circumstances that we are in this country. And that's the too. other thing yeah. that people the other thing that people underestimate is pragmatism. Mm-hmm. They like to, oh, you sold out. No, I'm pragmatic. I, like, pragmatism keeps you alive to keep fighting for another day. Black people and other people of color and other marginalized communities don't believe in America because of the American dream. We believe in this place because democracy is our best chance at being in a place that protects us as much as we can be. Because it is the most flexible system that can be used to protect the citizens who live under it. We And we're not willing to put somebody in office who does not believe that fundamental point of truth. And Sanders doesn't. Right. And he's too loud in saying so. So living in a country where people are marginalized and pushed aside and that believes that economic slavery isn't a bad thing and saying that you don't believe in the one mechanism that puts us in a position to even be able to fix the things that are wrong. Yeah, we know it's white supremacist. We also know that we can undo those obstacles. Right. Not his way. The, the other thing, too, is like... People, we, we, we talked about this at the beginning, you know, when we were talking about the coronavirus, how we're like, mm, not really optimistic that we're going to change or learn our lesson from this. And I think that's another thing, too. It's like I'm seeing people go like now that the coronavirus is out and, and, and people are really taking it serious and people are now, you know, Bernie's now showing that he can't do two things at once. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about the, the elections and what's happening now. I'm going to focus on my job of doing the. I'm like, OK, sure, dude. So he's announcing all these things and he's and people are like, see, Bernie's out here doing real things. And he, this is why we need Medicare for all. I'm like, first of all, all right, let's say Bernie becomes president and stuff like that. That's not going to immediately fix any of the problems you're having right now. Like, you're not going to go from the system we have now to Medicare for all. And that doesn't also doesn't solve the problem we have right now with not enough hospital bills. Medicare, Medicare for all is not going to solve the logistic issues that we have and the manufacturing issues we have that are the core really problem right now. Yes, there's going to be another issue with people having to pay these bills and things like that. But that's also why Democrats are trying to make it so that the 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 testing and, and the vaccine for this uh, virus are free. That has nothing to do with Medicare for all. Right. Medicare for all is not going to change the number of hospital bills and number of ICU units we have to, to in the in the short term right now to deal with it. That has nothing to do with this. Right. That's that. That's, right. That's, Medicare that's, for all doesn't doesn't fix the problem that we've allowed the right. regulatory structure to to deteriorate to the point to where nothing works efficiently. Right. That's not going to solve the Just fucking in problem. general. Right. 
Um, there's this other thing too where people, Bernie people are now going on some, where's Joe? He's not saying anything. I'm like, he's done all these. He has a task force. He's starting uh, uh, briefings, uh, counter briefings to Trump's on Monday. He has a task force to deal with the coronavirus. He, he's, um, he just gave a, a press conference with, uh, I think some uh, former head of the FDA. He's doing. He's done an op-ed. He has his own. Uh, both candidates have their own coronavirus plans. I think Biden actually came out first, which is why in the last election, in the last prime primary stage, people said they trusted him more to handle the 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 coronavirus than Bernie. Like he has all this stuff going on. But I actually point out somebody tried to tell me this was a bad take. I'm like, um, Biden actually isn't the nominee right now officially. He's not. Um, because Bernie hasn't dropped out, so he's so. Like Biden can't be called the nominee right now. Um, right. And he's also not the current vice president. And he's not a current senator. You know who is? Bernie fucking Sanders. I've seen people go, Warren and, and Sanders have already put out all this stuff and they're doing all this work. What's Biden doing? I'm like, well, they're both actual senators with the actual fucking votes. So I would actually hope they would do their fucking jobs <laughs> that they can actually vote on. Joe Biden yeah, can I'm make sorry, a like, expect me to congratulate you on taking your ass to work. Like, that's their fucking job. Joe Biden, you know, well, Joe Biden's trying to go for the job. I'm like, yeah, so he put out a plan. But at the same time, if he was to do more than that, you guys would say that he's erasing Bernie and trying to pretend like he's already the nominee when he's not. If you want him and to do he would that. And be obstructing actual business. Mm, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, actually, most of the focus right now is on the governors because they're the ones that are actually doing most of the fucking work anyway. They're the ones that are the first line of defense right now, the governors and the people that are actually in local governments. He can't overshadow that right now because right now you need a focus being put on the people that can actually do work. The senators and and uh, are, are, are trying their best to do their stuff to the legislator, but that takes some time. And Joe Biden right now, as just being a nominee in a primary campaign that still has a long way to go, he has no actual power to do anything, folks. He's not going to preempt the governors who are giving press conferences and saying what they're doing in their own states. You do not want that right now. What the fuck are and you quite talking frankly, about? he's being respectful of the fact that his uh, major opponent is a sitting member of the Senate. Because he could turn this into a pissing match. He could talk about how the Senate isn't moving, that they're um, paying more attention to the stimulus bill than the bill that's supposed to be directed to the direct citizens, that they still aren't doing anything about the obstructionists in their house. He's not doing any of that. He's letting Bernie go to work. He's letting Bernie try to do his job. And I don't know whether or not what he's doing because they're having closed door meetings. Well, they're not broadcasting. Can we also be about all of this. Can we also be honest here? Can we also be honest here? Bernie also isn't doing anything either because all Bernie does is what Bernie always does, which is say things like we should give it, we should make it $2,000 a month for families. And then that's it. Because if you remember, we were just talking a lot of time talking about Bernie doesn't have any fucking friends in the Senate. So nobody's actually listening to fucking Bernie's fucking Sanders because he doesn't have any friends to actually work on these bills with and to get anything through. So, but, but that would be the thing that you would want to see. You would want to see him working with consensus of people in the, in the in the in one of the houses of the legislature that he needs it would actually biden, show his leadership skills it would actually show him actually maybe biden, he does do this but he's biden not even doing that in his ass about all of this biden literally could get in his way he still knows sitting senators and he's he is not being respectful it. of the space i'm, I'm, I'm they need had, to I, be quiet i had to get that out of the way i just had to Hey, no, I saw I saw what happened on Twitter today. I understood. I, I it took everything in my whole soul. You forget that three hour difference sometimes saves me from jumping mm, in on threads. I, just, I said, mm, I just, "This is two hours old." I'm not gonna I say was, nothing. I was I was I was just I was listening. I was, I was like, "These motherfuckers are so fucking stupid." All right, uh, speaking of stupid people, uh, we got three more stories and we get out of here. Um, 
So nice just, just got to say, yeah, no, no, it's a good segue. Because we want to say that uh, it's not just politicians are stupid and, and to people on Twitter are stupid. Those celebrities. So uh, Evangeline Lilly said, won't self-quarantine values freedom over her life. I'm putting this in there because I just want to say that uh, Brie Larson is the last hope for uh, the non-problematic leading ladies of white ladies of Marvel. Um, protect Brie Larson of all, uh, at all costs because between Evangeline Lilly and um, Charlotte Johansson, um, yeah, there's the white women of of, 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 of Marvel is terrible. Um, uh, Evangeline Lilly has taken a stand against self-quarantining during the coronavirus pandemic. The Ant-Man and the Wasp star uh, posted a photo of her morning tea on Instagram and said it was business as usual as he dropped her children off at, her, at their activities. Just dropped my kids off at gymnastics camp. They all washed their hands before going in and they were playing and laughing. Business as usual, see caption uh, in the photo, which immediately prompted questions from fans about why our kids were still going to gymnastics camp. Responding to her fans' concern, judgmental and judgmental comments, Lily revealed that she's living with her father, who has stage four leukemia, which is just, just wonderful. You're this great. just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> better. I'm also I'm also immune compromised at the moment she's at. I have two kids. Some people value their lives over freedom. Some people value freedom over the lives. We all make our choices. The former law star said that she considers COVID. 19 simply a respiratory flu and believes the government is taking too much control uh where we where we are right now feels a lot closer a lot, a lot too close to martial law she spelled it wrong martial law as in martial mathers as in Eminem law for my comfort already all the name of the uh, all in the name of respiratory flu she responded to another comment is unnerving let's be vigilant right now and kind watchful and graceful keeping a close eye on our leaders making sure they don't abuse this moment to steal away with more freedom and grab more power um, when was this? This was, this was on March 19th. It was on March 19th. So it was, uh, she's only a libertarian. Two days ago. Yeah. She may not use that title, but that's some Ayn An- Rand libertarian who's watching the Watchers bullshit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Um, oh, Jesus. Carrie Hilson believes that the coronavirus outbreak might have been caused by 5G stop. radiation. Just stop. Singer Gary Hilson has declared via Twitter that the dreaded coronavirus may have been caused by the technology we know as 5G. Hilson went on a Trump-like Twitter spree on Sunday. This was, I think, last Sunday. I saw this. Not, I'm not going to lie. I saw this on Twitter, and I immediately thought that somebody somebody taking a screenshot of it. I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is fake. This is fake news. Then I, I went to her actual page. I went to her actual page, and she hadn't deleted it yet, and it was still up there. I was like, oh, my God. She actually said this shit. Hilson went on a tw- uh, Trump-like Twitter spree on Sunday expressing the concern that the COVID-19 outbreak was caused by exposure to the new 5G technology used by wireless networks. People have been trying to warn us about 5G for years, petition organization studies. What we're going through is the effects of radiation, Hilson wrote on Sunday on our Twitter feed, but a sense of taking it down. 5G launched in China November 1st, 1929, uh, 2019. People dropped dead. The singer was urging her followers to turn off 5G by disabling LTE on their phones, and she continued to post a series of screenshots from various articles she felt backed up her theory on the radiation from 5G technology. As she continued to try to bring proof of her theory, she even said that that it hasn't affected Africa because it's not a 5G region. Why do you think the virus is not happening in Africa like that? Uh, uh, Hilson asked her 4.2 million Twitter followers. Not a 5G region. There might may be a few bases there, but not as prevalent as other countries. And nothing to do with melanin for those theories. After the backlash she received, she took to Twitter again to take that she had been instructed by her management to delete the information she had previously <laughs> reported on the matter. 
And then she tried to play it with like that whole, I'm just trying to have conversations with, you know, about, you know, alternate information and theories. I was like, no, you sound real dumb right now. This is why I could never be in a management or a PR firm for a a celebrity because I would have quit it. I would have quit. I wouldn't even try to tell her to take it down. I'd have been like... You I'd have logged you? into their account and I'd have gone out in flames. I'd have said, "Look, just what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you?" First of all, that's not how physics works that's or radiation. Just, but that's, that, that's not how that's not how any of that if, works. What are, doing, why are you saying that we? What are we talking? This I, I can we get the whole tap portion of the black community to sit down? I, actually, Male actually, female actually, these actually, are actually, actually, I have a thought about this. I want, uh-huh. I want them, I want the hotel community and the black community to come together, have a convention next weekend, um, hug each other, shake some hands, cough in each other's faces. You want I'm to just, dap it out? I'm just dap it out, you know, and um, <laughs> spread that brotherly sister love, and um, we just take it from there. We let, we let Mother Nature take it from there. You know what? Whatever happens, you know, we, happens. We, we keep playing around like this, but you know there are a lot of people out here just screaming Darwinism. So just, I mean, I mean, I, you know what? Next year's Dar- Darwin Awards are going to be flames, flames, Ooh, <laughs> flames. Okay, can we can we go back one second to Little Miss? I didn't even make sure that they wiped down the equipment before I sent my children in those buildings with their <sighs> clean hands, uh, Vangelily. Lily. While I live with my while I live with my. Uh, my well, stage four, yeah, stage four leukemia, yeah. Can 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 mm-hmm. we take a moment and talk about this whole just a flu? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it that people are like, well, we don't cut down, close down the country when people get the flu and die, but we're not talking about thirty-seven thousand people potentially getting the flu all at once. That like when we talk about flu season, we talk about you know respiratory issues and like outbreaks and even when you talk about the measles the reason why that conversation has to be different we're not talking about thousands of people within days of each other waking up and realizing their lungs are half full of fluid and all needing to be on the respiratory care floor of a hospital that probably doesn't have more than 20 beds Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. have more than seven icu beds doesn't have access to more than 10 ventilators who don't who have doctors who need to be rotated on and off shifts nurses who need to be rotated on and off shifts doctors and nurses who can't work in respiratory care because they may have preconditions that say they don't work there or better yet do you really want a gynecologist trying to um, intubate you or to aspirate your lungs a gynecologist that's not well, that's not I, the whole that, that's another that's another thing i've seen too them talking about how there are Dermatologists, there are other doctors who are now trying to brush up on brush up on respiratory disease. They're, they're they believe they might have to be called in to backfill some of you know the shortages that we're having right now. Like people are yeah. uh, the, the, they're reusing masks and all this stuff. Like you're right, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like I, I, we didn't we kind of jumped right into the show today. I know we've been talking for almost two hours now, but like we didn't kind of go into the most ridiculous thing. The you mean the most ridiculous thing about this whole thing is you had to start all the way back from the beginning and tell people how to fucking wash their goddamn hands. Okay, but we already knew that was going to be a problem but when I'm we, just were, saying, we but discovered I'm just... the, 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 the vast number of people not washing their ass and or feet. If you don't know that you need to do more than let the water run over your booty, I don't trust that you wash your hands. And I worked in corporate America up until 2015. There are entirely too many people who I have said, you're going to wash your hands? 
before they walk out the bathroom. And we already knew people weren't washing their hands. We already knew the reason why we have horrible cold and flu season is because all these people working in these open cubicle systems with these nasty ass folks who just keep reinfecting each other. You knew that. We knew that. Of course, we just jumped into the show because we uh, the the default position is y'all nasty. All right. When Gloria Gaynor has to get on TikTok and sing I Will Survive for 20 seconds for y'all to realize maybe you want to wash your hands with her. All right, last story. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's more, uh, it's more of a cheering up story. Okay. Uh, person under coronavirus lockdown in Spain tries to leave house dressed as T-Rex. I'm sorry. I really <laughs> want a T-Rex outfit. No, I mean, I'm darn like, did you see the pictures of this? The, the video yes. of the dude? <laughs> Yes. Spanish police have urged citizens to remain indoors in a COVID-19 state of emergency after encountering one citizen on the street dressed as a dinosaur. Video of the incident was posted on Twitter by Mercy Police Department showing an unidentified citizen being stopped by uniformed officers who were intended to enforce the government's plan to spread the limited disease caused by the novel, uh, novel uh, coronavirus that is now spreading globally. Uh, on frames, uh, the, the Prime Minister of Spain imposed a 15-day state, emer- uh, state of alarm that restricted free, free movement from, uh, <laughs> from apart from traveling from work, uh, work, food, health, medication, or for caregiving. One small exception was, was that pets can be taken out for short walks, but police noted on their social media that dinosaurs are not considered to be included in this category. During the state of alarm, walking up pets is allowed if accompanied by one person. Also, always short walks also to relieve themselves. Having a Tyrannosaurus Rex is not covered. Stay home. <laughs> I think that oh. is just, you know, that's a, that's a government overreach. Right. I mean, now, now, now I'm like, maybe, maybe, should be maybe, maybe, maybe Evangeline Lily was up to something here. Like, my old boy really is in it. Like, the police are trying to pull him over. He's trying to walk across the street. <laughs> I mean, should he have picked a velociraptor? I mean, I what? Mean, I was like, I, I don't care, man. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I mean, it was worth a try. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> is he trying to pull? Yeah. I mean, Bubble Boy was a popular movie. <laughs> I can't even say that shit. Oh, God. Oh, God. So I mean, it's like we got jokes. You got to keep your humor up. I mean, you got to have jokes at this point. I mean, because it's it's just real. It's scary. You know, you know, people really do this. Stay your ass at home. Stay your Mm -hmm. ass inside. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your ass. Keep yourself clean. Just go go find all the videos of the at-home concerts and, you know, the one where Yo-Yo Ma played a beautiful song for us all to sleep to. But just, you know, just, but, you know. And take the the time off. Take the time working from home good because, like I said, um, you know, when you get back in the office, they're going to work your ass double. So, because they're going to claim you didn't. But, yeah, shout out to the people who are coming to understand that working from home, it can actually end up being you end up doing more work than you ever felt like you did in your office. So, Mm -hmm. Remember to take breaks, get up, stretch yourself, have something to drink, go AFK for a while, download Vicky, watch Untamed. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Ro, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Sandy Check. Um, hopefully we'll have another one. I'll have another Sandy Check next month. We'll see. Um, thanks for coming. Lord God. Uh, <laughs> it might be early in the month. <laughs> uh, I, I close towards the end of the month, so I might have to do it early in the month. So... Finally yeah. closing the house and finally be getting ready to set up a, a, a per, more permanent uh, 
podcast room. So, mm-hmm. um, so you do know that there are still people who are wondering about the application process to join said harem to live in said house. I have to get the house first because God forbid with the coronavirus, we don't know what's happening. So let me get the house first and then we'll talk about applications. All right. Um, <laughs> one thing at a time. Not you to got mention, me being bothered, right, man. I mean, not, not to mention, it's like, yo, listen, like, you know, I don't, we, we got to have quarantines. There could be tests for coronavirus and all this other shit before people come to my fucking house. So, Fair, we gotta we gotta fair. work all this but stuff least, out. We didn't. But at least one of the person she's like she's like you know what I do housework I clean I cook I can mind my business I was like you really making a pitch to right, go right, listen right. to right. <laughs> hey you made uh, that with full maid service before you done oh boy we're gonna need it so all right folks uh Ro what do you have coming on uh, I talk shit and read soon oh I got a couple interviews with some authors who uh uh one. They can't leave their house and they have new books coming out. So I'm going to do maybe a, a books to read while you're stuck in your house, debut authors you may want to support, that kind of thing. Uh, a couple of interviews with some authors that I thought were really interview interesting. So one is a sci-fi author named Cindy Pond. She's got a duology that's pretty awesome. And then the other is L.L. Kinney, who's writing the, the Alice in Wonderland in Atlanta. So if you haven't read A Blade So Black, you should really do yourself that favor. I have the first uh, conversation with her. It's already up. You can find it on the Spotify or on the website. And then I have another interview with her about her second book that I'm going to put up. But I mean, if you've ever wondered what would happen if a black girl who has Buffy skill set fell down the rabbit hole instead of Alice, you should definitely be reading A Blade So Black and A Dream So Dark. So that's what's next for me. And I talk shit and read. Books, y'all. I got them. Yeah, go back to go go figure you, you know. And they they slow down the internet, so you you might actually have to go back to the analog thing of reading books. It's weird. Hey, I'm purging my house, so there may be some book giveaways where I just give people books. Uh, I'm just interested. I'm I'm just interested in seeing what 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 this book you say is and how you actually operate one. It's very easy. You open the cover and the words are just waiting for you right there. Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of work. It's miraculous. Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of work. Yes, but they would be free because I've already bought them and paid for them and then I would mail them to you if you win them. Sounds like work. Sounds like work. How heavy are they? I think you can handle it, Chris. All right, right, folks. Thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you uh, sign up for premium. We got at least three premium episodes that will be coming out this weekend. So uh, stay tuned for that. So I don't care what you say. I'm not wrong on the crazies. I'm not wrong. Y'all, I'm not wrong. She might not be wrong, but she's definitely scary. So again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.